WCT.FM, your talk station. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, around the nation, around the world. You are listening to The Supernatural Realm on WCT.S. So www.latenightinthemidland.com. And uh, we're, we're going to have a special uh, three-hour show this evening. Um, and then our guest will be here at 7. Chip, are you there, buddy? I sure am, my friend. And I, I, th- I think... I don't know if you agree with that. I mean, it is your show after all. But, uh, you know, we could really make this first hour of the three-hour show something that we can eventually edit down and put in, you know, closer as we get closer and closer to the uh, October 31st and the great Spookathon week. I think not only could this be a special hour, uh, not only celebrating the Spookathon here on WCET.FM at LateNightInTheMidlands.com, but this marks a very special day uh, for us here at Supernatural Realm, especially for, for my friend Tim Roxbury. And, you know, this is the official seven-year anniversary of Supernatural Realm. And how special is that? I've had, I said I've had five shows. I've actually had four. I kind of had one, but, you know, as a fifth, but I, I'm not going to really mention that one. <laughs> In the same time span that you've had this single show, so I think we can, you know, at least talk about the history of this show and, and Tim Roxbury. We can ask each other questions. I get to interview Timmy first, you know, uh, because this is a very special anniversary. Seven years with the same show is saying a lot. You know, there's not many people that can say that. And, you know, I'm honored to be a part of this. It's been, a, a, I think, about a year and a half that I've been uh, having the great honor to be co-hosting with Tim here. But mm-hmm. but Supernatural Realm has been a very special radio show that just about everybody that I've ever met in the paranormal realm or even the UFO uh, ET realm, you know, or any of those kind of related realms, they've all uh, heard the show, they've heard of this show. So we wanted to start by celebrating Tim Roxbury here uh, because that's an incredible feat, you know. Sure. I get burnout every two years. I generally turn off and go to something else like a year later. He's kept with it, man, you know. Yep. He, he's, yep. he, he's had co-hosts. He's had some of the greatest guests, and he's always marveled me with his gift for finding these guests that always knock my socks off, people I'm not familiar with, you know, because we're in different loops, you know. I mean, everybody's in different loops, really. They all have, you know, their uh, selected groups or friends, especially in the paranormal realm, you know. But Timmy and I have this connection that's that's really special. I'm really, really honored to be a, a part of Supernatural Realm with him and, you know, to hang out with him, you know. 
because it's a beautiful thing. It sure so is. before we trade our own, you know, how we feel about Halloween and what Halloween means to us for Spookathon Week at WCETFM and late night the com and every podcast known to humankind. <laughs> I just wanted to take the opportunity to really to salute that and how beautiful it is. And I wanted to ask Tim a few questions with regard to the show, because every single show I learned something new about Tim here. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. He knows everything about me because I just never shut up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I oh, wanted to take true. an opportunity at least to, to really celebrate seven years of Supernatural Realm and how much time. of an honor it is to have the show here. Why... Look, I, I know why I got into radio, but I don't know why you got into radio. I mean, what inspired you to go from being a paranormalist and having your team and everything to radio? What inspired you to start Supernatural Realm seven years ago? I, I was listening to some of the shows previous to starting this one, some of the, you know, some of the most famous ones, most popular mm -hmm. ones. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you know of some of the hosts. Sure. But uh, I had called in to one of those shows, and I was talking to the host, and he cut me off. Oh. So I didn't particularly like that, and <laughs> yeah, I, I just decided either. that, you know, if I'm not going to get my voice heard as a, as a call-on guest, hey, why not try to uh, have a show of my own? So uh, oh. after that happened... A, a radio host on another network uh, had offered to, uh, for me, actually, to be a co-host with him. Oh, okay. So I started, you know, co-host with Randy and uh, eventually set out off my own because I couldn't get a word in edgewise when he was hosting. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. You know, it's like full circle. <laughs> it was the same thing with me calling into the shows. You know, with, with not getting anything heard, you know, wow. anybody to listen yeah. to me. And look at you now. It's almost so. the same thing. <laughs> you can't but you were originally the co-host when the show started? I was a co-host on another show oh. on on that particular network. Okay. And then I got frustrated with the host and okay. decided to do my own show on that network. Which happened to be Supernatural Realm. And it's wow. been the same title ever since. Wow. Yeah. So you've had uh, a, a few co-hosts. Have you ever uh, been, like, uh, on your own through all any of these seven years? I've been on my own most of these seven years. I had co-hosts and guest co-hosts and some, you know, one of them you're familiar of, uh, Edwin Becker. Uh, he, oh, his I, wife, yeah, I like that dude, man. They, they were co-hosting here for a while, so. Wow, Edwin Becker. That must have been fascinating. Look, I had Edwin Becker on as a guest. Mm -hmm. You know, here's a guy that is one of those guys that really went through one of the most notorious hauntings in the country. You know, he went through a, a heck of a lot. Seems to be a balanced dude, but I only had him for, you know, uh, two hours. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he and his wife at the time were, were awesome people. They were yeah. very kind, very uh, outgoing, uh, and talkative about their experience. Uh, she, she wasn't as talkative as he was at the beginning, but mm -hmm. I kind of uh, got her out of her shell a little bit just by having her on the show. So. Yeah, it's beautiful when that happens, too. You know, you, you see uh, the... 
uh, some people evolve, you know. But wow. See, I didn't know that. And that's kind of like me, too, because I, you know, when I was growing up, I wouldn't even talk to the teacher in kindergarten, (laughs) first grade, primary school. I wouldn't talk to the kids, but I wouldn't talk to the teachers. So I was was that shy and that quiet. Well, you know, in a way, it doesn't surprise me to see your involvement because, Mm -hmm. you know, some some of the greater speakers in, in, well, throughout our, our tenure in this realm, you know, were very shy in their youth, you know, and kind of come out of their shell. Really happy to see that, especially for you, you know, because I, look, I, I think, and I've, I've had radio shows, I've never run directly against you on your time period, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I think that, I th- I'm very happy about that. <laughs> but, you know, it's always been balanced. You could always count on supernatural realm to give good information, you know, and it's not kind of a look at me, look at me host type of thing mm-hmm. that we have seen uh, a few times. I mean, any example of any work or any any click or any, you know, has the me, me, me people, but you've never done that. You've always been balanced, you know, and I think through the years and that's very hard to do. Uh, but I got to ask you, as somebody that, you know, has had four shows in the same time frame that you've had this one show, uh, the burnout factor, you ever get the burnout factor? Because I have. Mm, I have, you know, in between networks, I've got burned out, got upset, you know, frustrated that, you know, I had to leave that network or left that network and couldn't find anybody else. I, you know, there's been probably a month or so in between the transition from one network to the other, but it, it's always been consistent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've always but I mean, I mean, in terms of just getting just too tired to do it anymore, you know, hitting that place where you say, you know what, I'm just going off the grid for a while. Aside from I the, thought the, about the, it. Yeah. I've, I've thought about it. I'm sure we all do with, with you know, no matter with what job we have, I, I, yeah. I, you know, had that in the fire department, you know, volunteer fire service. I got burned out. Uh, a couple of times I quit. For no a pun of intended. Years. I yeah, imagine. I quit for a couple of years and went back. But you know, it happens no matter what field you get into. I think. Yeah, yeah, but you haven't done it here. I mean, the only difference—it's not you saying, you know, I just can't do this anymore. It's some network saying, well, you know, we've got this issue or that issue or this problem with our network or whatever. That's you know, that's different. You've always kept this thing going. You know, I got to look. I got to hand it to you, Brad. Yeah. Because I see, you know, and I'm not the only one. I've, I've seen a lot of people, <laughs> you know, and some people are doing like 18 shows a week or whatever and, and not feeling you know, ever, uh, you know, I'm I'm off the grid. I'm out of here. Yeah. You've never done that. Yeah, but only, so, I've, I've only been on three networks. You know, I started out with the one, which mm-hmm. I'm not going to name because. No, nah, there's no point. There's no it. point naming them. But yeah. and then I went to Z Talk Radio, which. Uh, Scotty is fabulous. Uh, he just yeah, took he, just, he just gives you yeah. the server and just lets you do what you want, basically. He mm-hmm. took very good care of me. Yeah, that was a good setup. And then we we evolved to WCETFM, late night in the Midlands com, which was kind of a badge of honor if you think about it. I mean, I see it that way because I'm, you know, I have a show on this network too. You know, <laughs> I'm not doing the shameless self promotion quite yet. We can save that for the actual. 
uh, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern show, which we have coming up uh, soon. But we really, you know, I just wanted to, to, to give tribute to my friend here because, you know, he, I don't think people understand, especially in terms of being in, in radio, you know, it's a world where everything goes wrong behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, know? I found that out, huh? Yeah, there's just a lot of Murphy's Law, and the show must go on, and there's something about that. But there are there are radio hosts that really get caught up in, in themselves, and it's, it's like, look at me asking these people questions. Timmy's never done that, mm-hmm. you know? I like to think I don't do that either. I step over them a lot, but I don't, you know, because now it's about the message. It's really about the message. And, but he's been so balanced for seven years, and that's a very rare thing to see in anybody, you know. How many people do you know, beloved listeners, that have been balanced, you have been basically <laughs> even-keeled, patient, temperate, you know, deliberate, balanced for seven years can you think of anybody in your social sphere <laughs> you know i mean there's that's really saying a lot and so i i just wanted to out loud you know thank you for that i mean that's that's really something mm-hmm. you know um you probably don't see it that way though uh do you or do you i don't really think about it i <laughs> just do my <laughs> thing and Keep busy, you know. I don't really think about that that aspect of it, because yeah. because of the humbleness, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. The, the humility, indeed, and the patience of Job. I mean, <laughs> um, but um, now I, I mean myself as a, a radio host too and a co-host. You know, there are certain people on your dream list you know, of getting on as guests. I mean, the amount of guests that you get have been phenomenal. I mean, you know, all these people I'd, I'd never heard of. And once I hear of them, I love these people. <laughs> I mean, they're phenomenal. But was there ever someone that was on your dream list that you never had the opportunity of because they, they died or, you know, you still haven't had the opportunity even though they're still going that you really wanted to have on, you know? I mean, from from day one till day now. One of them that really stands out is Stanton Freeman. I would have loved to interview him. I would have mm. loved to have him on this show because we're, you know, we're getting into um, ancient civilizations and UFO topics here now. And uh, looking back, I, I wish I would have been able to talk to Stanton. Yeah. You know, at least at least on, on air for a couple hours. Well, that makes perfect sense to me, especially knowing you, because you like the physics stuff, you know, you, you like the science behind everything else. And he's got, he had his hands in everything, <laughs> he did. you know, fascinating guy. And it's funny because when you hear people talk about him that know him, mm-hmm. you know, they, they always talk about how kind and gentle he was. And he uh, oftentimes came off on air as the kind of snarky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just you don't want to anger that guy, you know. I mean, he had that uh, that kind of emphasis in his authority mm-hmm. that made you say, "Oh, this guy, this guy's going to shut me down if I ask him a dumb question." <laughs> yeah, Rosemary Guiley was another one. I wish I would have, you know. Who? Who? Rosemary Guiley. Rosemary Ellen Guiley. 
Oh, oh, Mary. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. He's. Oh, we. Yeah, we lost her recently. He's one of John John Zaffis's good friends. Yeah. 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 Have you ever met John Zaffis? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I've, I've, I've talked to him in person. He's a he's a good friend of mine and uh, helped me out. You know, on a few cases that I've had, I've had and gave me some advice how to handle things. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's a pretty good guy. He knows he knows his his field pretty well. Oh yeah, uh, you know I've met him a couple of times. Um, there was one one time uh, on the first show I did uh, where I was a co-host, where the host had some technical problems that he was working on, mm-hmm. but we were on air, so I was kind of tasked to interview him, and we had this fabulous time. It was like the most beautiful half hour I ever had, but it got erased. It, it never made it onto mm-hmm. the air, never made it onto the tape, and he forgot that, and he forgot me. So every time he'd met me since, he'd been kind of like a little crusty, I guess it's <laughs> fair to say. <laughs> so I'd go to his wife and, you know, talk to his wife, <laughs> try to, you know, get my hand. He like, John, like my wife, Better than he liked me. It just yeah. something about me. He just saw and said, "You know what, yeah. kid, go away." <laughs> Some, something special about John. He's he's the same person on TV as he is mm-hmm. in person. You know, yeah. you call him up and he's like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just he's just that kind of person. Right. Uh, well, I did. I had that half hour with him where yeah. we were like that. You know, I mean, everything was cool. I was getting stuff out of him. I don't think he's ever said to anybody else it was that kind of thing, but he forgot. Forgot who I was. But I still, you know, it didn't stop me from, you know, anytime we were doing these paranormal uh, conventions, the Paracons, you know, and he was there, you know, I'd still try to at least go up and say hi. Or bring somebody like Andrea Perrin with me to say hi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, a fascinating guy. You know, I really, really like the work that he's done and he made it, um, you know, how some uh, spirits are attached to items that might be in your house that were of vital importance to them in life Mm -hmm. that attracts them back to certain places. And it's not always this negative and scary thing. But sometimes it could be a possession type of thing. <laughs> you know, why are you moving this valued item over into the living room where it belongs in the den? It's, it's a den. You know, I mean, that kind of thing. You know, but um, he showed a lot of bravery. He had a lot of these items that were people were very upset that somebody else had them <laughs> mm-hmm. and brought some negative uh, attention, at least in a paranormal setting, you know, but a fascinating guy. Yeah. Have you ever had him on? Uh, he was on, I think, 2013, in the very beginning of uh, me doing a show, actually. Wow. And he hasn't been on since, but I often thought yeah. about asking him to, you know, come on. Yeah, we, we should do that, you know. He's been busy, you know, kind of like, uh, well, Andrew Perrin, you and I both know, we're mm-hmm. a good friend to both of us. He's always doing these things. He goes from one uh, paranormal conference to the other, to the other, to the other. I mean, it's like some band that has a new record out and has <laughs> to do 400, 480 cities in a year. Yeah, it's right. still that type of thing, you know. 
I kind of knew uh, one of the on his show, Haunted Collector uh, Brian Cano. See him, I knew him. I talked Brian, to yeah. a lot. Him, I you know, really this beautiful guy. He was like the sound and technical mm-hmm. uh, guy on the show, but he's brilliant in his own right. Um, he's very warm-hearted, you know. So naturally, I I you know kind of <laughs> like a moth to a flame, you know. Yeah, I like Brian. And, Brian's and, a good guy. And, you know, this, and it, it just brings back, because we're seeing the return of Ghost Hunters. I mean, that's the show that really changed everything. Mm-hmm. Without that TV show, we it'd be very difficult to have a radio show like Supernatural. <laughs> and, you know, and you were even really ahead of the game, if you will, because it was really hard to have a show like this uh, talking about paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. Until closer to, you know, 2013, 2014, 2015, maybe, you know. So kudos to you on on that. <laughs> did you see when you first started, did you see any kind of resistance that you have, you know, people chiming in and saying, you know, you're um, uh, besmirching any kind of faith or, you know, you have Westboro people protesting outside? <laughs> no, any- just just family members. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's good enough. <laughs> At least they don't have to reach out to you on Twitter or something in no. order to troll you. They can do it right at the home. <laughs> but I mean, early on, really, no resistance. How about the opposite? How about people saying, "Yes, that's how I feel," you know, and thank you for saying that. Anything like that? I've had that on cases where. You know, we helped to uh, clarify some of the things that were going on in the house, and pe- the clients were were happy that um, we were a voice for them. Okay. Uh, because they thought that you know they previous that they were crazy, that there was something mm-hmm. wrong with them, and we verified it. No, you're not crazy. There is something yeah. going on here that that's credible. Yeah. And uh, we helped them to get evidence of what was going on in their home. Yeah. So. And, and we have to remind the listeners that even seven years ago, it sounds like such a short period of time, but it was still so many people that had experiences that they couldn't talk to anybody about. Mm-hmm. There was no one they could talk to about because they'd be ostracized from their social circle, you know, their community, whatever, you know, and they're putting a in this box where it's like they have to keep it to themselves but it's they at the same time they want to make sure that it's they're not going they're not losing their mind right you know so yeah. and you saw that in your investigations really I'm, now i'm assuming at times when you started the show you had already been doing investigations and things of that nature or are you just uh, curious i I started investigating in 2009. I started the show in 2012, 2013. So, yeah. Yeah, 2012, yeah. Wow. So, you see, and did you, when you went in, and I, I got asked this because it's still to this day, and even more so now than ever before, mm-hmm. kind of publicized in, in TV shows about the paranormal realm, that it's all nasty and evil enough to get you things and demonic and been doing so in a way is blasphemous you know? 
um, what when you started investigating, did you do it with a balance? Did you do it expecting to get like uh, some scary thing happen? What what when you first started doing investigation? When you first started, mm-hmm. where was your head at? Where was your heart at when you first started doing? It? Was it just for a curiosity? Was it because something happened to you? Or somebody you loved that you had to find out what, what I mean, what got you investigating in the well, first watching place. watching those shows on TV like Ghost Hunters and, and Paranormal State and some of the other ones that were popular at the time. Uh, I, I, I guess I was curious, but yet I wasn't a full believer of it. I was kind of a skeptic. Well, I think it's good to be skeptical. <laughs> I've learned that the hard way, but you know. But you knew it going in. So did you see it through like a lens, this lens of fascination and curiosity? It was, yeah. It was, it was more curiosity than anything, I think. Mm-hmm. And when, when you first started out, did you have like this list of things to do? Uh, you seem very scientifically minded. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, I wasn't as familiar with you seven years ago as I am now mm-hmm. or throughout the years we became more and more familiar with each other right but but back then i guess um did you uh, do a history of the house and all these things or did you just walk into a place and see what was going on and what kind of equipment would you use what would you look for did you have any of that in mind when you first started investigating or you just wanted to see if something happened when i when i first got into this i got into it with a paranormal team uh, they had they were investigating uh, Miller Hall. It was Miller Hall and North Hall up at Slippery Rock University. Wow. Um, they were up there. I I heard on the radio. I get no. My actually my mom heard on on the local news that they were going to be up there doing this investigation to see if they can get a hold of um, Mrs. Miller. I guess she was a big big person in in the. And the community, the, the community yeah. and, and the university, and uh, they were up there one 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 night, and I went up to talk to them as as they were taking their break. I pulled up into the onto the road there and started talking to them, asked them a little bit about the group, and then he invited me up, and uh, I was there a couple months. I became assistant lead investigator up there, and uh, it's all history from there. And then I started my own group here uh, locally, so because I want so to help the, the people here, you know, locally. Now, in your investigations, in there were times when you had some sort of contact, mm-hmm. or at least it appeared that way, mm-hmm. whether it was equipment-wise or something. I mean, look, there's a lot of times on investigations you don't realize you've had contact until you get home and you go through all the equipment, you listen to all that stuff, because most of the time, especially back then, they didn't have equipment where you could hear stuff real time. You know, they didn't have these spirit boxes or these new devices, but, you know. I mean, you generally didn't know until you got home. But there are some times when you know you've got something, mm-hmm. you know. You know you're with something. And you either get a, a comfortable feeling or a very uncomfortable mm-hmm. feeling. There know? have been those times. But I, I wanted to ask you about your contact. The, um, when you first got into it with these teams, like the Miller Hall or, you know, let's say the next three or four subsequent investigations that you did. 
was it the case where you didn't really know that you had something until you got home <laughs> or you checked your stuff or was there something that happened? Did you ever have that like kind of one-on-one -on -one with something, let's say, non-local? Mm -hmm. <laughs> there have been times, actually in both cases, where um, I didn't, you know, know I got in until I got home. But there was this one particular case that we we did. It was an old county prison. Oh, uh, we, man. We, we were, my cousin, my little cousin was with me at the time. He's not so little anymore. He's bigger than me. But um, it was over in Armstrong County. It's the next county over uh, east of us here. It was the old uh, county prison, the former Armstrong County prison in, in Catanning. And... Uh, mm. We we were in a basement. There were some some old um, cells in the basement. It was it was like maybe a half dozen or so there. Okay. And um, he and I were standing in the cell, and he he had the um, IR camera, the IR um, digital camera. Okay. And and I said, you know, Aaron. I feel something in front of me. So why don't you, you know, take a couple pictures and see if we can capture anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it had IR filters in it. You know, the camera had... I'll, I'll show you the picture of it sometime. Cool. But it, uh, clear as day, this, this little girl, full body operation standing right in front of me. Oh, my Lord. Clear as day. A little, a little, a little girl, girl in a prison of all we, places. We, we suspect it was the... Um, Warren's daughter, because they they okay. he lived there with his yeah. family. That would have been my guess. Yeah, probably so, related so to the Warren. Warren's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> so she was she was apparently walking around the prison, and we happened to capture her in the basement. Wow. She just wow. standing there, just bright as can be. You know, you can see her full full apparition. Wow. Is, it, is that the, you know, I mean, we, we've had some cases that we went on, you know, we went to all, all these different, a lot of different places, but a lot of known, you know, where you tried to do the history of these things. So we can maybe uh, predict isn't the right word, but, get, you know, have an idea of what or whom we might encounter on these specific locations. But sometimes... You know, we get home and we see things on the equipment that we didn't see before. Mm -hmm. Pretty much just like you're talking about. We once had this black mist. It was huge. Mm -hmm. We kept the cameras on. We kept them running while we weren't on location just to see if we can get some sort of manifestations. You know, we had that kind of stuff. And uh, with it between 3 and 4 a.m., you know, and the time zone that this place was in, the spirit hour. Mm -hmm. This huge black mist, I mean, it, 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 it just appeared, right? And then over a period of about three minutes, disintegrated. And that was probably the most freakiest thing I've ever seen. But we weren't around yet. I mean, we're, we filmed these places when we weren't around. But, uh, well, you saw this apparition. Were, were there anything else or was there anything even more profound than that? that you saw on your equipment, you know, that you weren't aware of at the time, you know, like on a replay or something. Would that be the most, uh, I, I think, substantial thing, or was there other things that just you saw and you go, holy moly, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was probably one of the most 
substantial um, things that we caught. We actually, we caught an apparition at a uh, haunted tunnel in West Virginia, not Ooh. far not far from um, Trans Allegheny. Wow. Um, the, there was history of of um, lynchings being done there. The KKK was was a big part of that area at the time. Uh, there was rumored that there was a uh, a few, maybe one or two railroad workers killed in the tunnel. Uh, we actually caught a full body operation. What I believe to be a railroad worker holding a lantern. Wow! In front of me. Um, I didn't see the the apparition until you know, year, years yeah. later. I was oh. over over my neighbor's over at mom's place. And he was building my website for me at the time. And he's like, did you see this? I'm like, see what? He <laughs> goes, you got an operation in, in the tunnel. I'm like, what? Where? <laughs> so he pointed out to me. I'm like, holy shit. There's a guy standing there. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it just kind of stuns you when that happens. Um, all right. Uh, how about things that... Um, well, I, th I think we kind of covered it, but I'm going to ask again, you know, things that you have a sense that you're communicating with in real time, you know, I know you mentioned at that prison when you're in the basement and there's a few cells there, you felt something against mm -hmm. you. And you, you know, once you got home, you saw this apparition of the warden's daughter, okay. How about situations when you're on location somewhere? Because you go to some really creepy spots, buddy. I got a hint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a place that Chip wouldn't go to, probably. But, but, you know, I mean, look, positive or negative, but sometimes when you have uh, certain equipment where you know that you're in real-time communication with something, or even in your mind's eye, because you're a sensitive guy, mm -hmm. you know you know, where you're actually having this real-time communication with something. Almost every time I've been on, a, on an investigation. Yeah. Do you see them as, um, are they both positive and negative? Um, I have to ask, you know, I have this, this particular, you know, situation. I've, I've felt, never I've had only, a negative encounter. I've, but only, you might only, I've only felt threatened one time. Uh, in the whole, you know, all, all the years that we were investigating, because I felt there was something negative in the duplex we were investigating. Okay. Uh, but yeah. other than that, no. I mean, that just happened one time. Even even the pit bull, the family pit bull was getting attacked and pushed. And, and, uh, and when we were there, we opened up the crawl space. And the attic that, that joined the two duplexes together, it was like a common ceiling, common attic area. And I, just as I was opening that up to look up inside there, the, uh, the, the, the pit, pit bull started crying. Oh, boy. And I, right, then, right then and there, I knew that something was up there. Yeah. And I just closed it off, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> that's what I would have done. <laughs> like, come out of here for a little bit, here. you guys take yeah. over, you know? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's just like people like, see, you can hear that, right? <laughs> They're coming after me now. <laughs> but the, yeah, uh, there's there's sometimes in with with living people where you yeah. see them and you say, 
I ain't, I ain't messing with that guy. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some there's some eeriness and some quietness mm-hmm. to uh, something negative. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you you just feel that they're that they know you're there. They know why you're there, and it's it's quiet as hell. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't get nothing. Then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, you get a dog crying standing behind you, and that just kind of like freaks you out a little bit. Right. Yeah, I've been in situations where you can feel the temperature yeah. unusually rise, and you get this smell of that, get... like almost sulfur, or mm-hmm. you know, like decomp from a hundred years ago, or something. You know, mm-hmm. so it's very mild, but it's there, and it's that combination with the heat. You ever have uh, walk through stuff like that? I've had temperature temperature change uh, a lot, yeah. actually. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, look, there's these cool uh, little pockets of air about the size of a baseball that kind of wafts around you. So you kind of know that there's somebody there. But that's a whole different thing than walking into a room where, you know, it's it's much warmer than any of the other rooms. There's that sulfur decomp thing. And you go, you know what? Uh, Not this room. So, yeah, there's you've seen both of those. Yeah. Both of those kinds of things. We were in a case in near Philadelphia one year. Uh, we had gone out to Philadelphia to meet meet with Randy Plesser and a couple mm-hmm. couple investigators that he knew. Um, okay. He took us to this house where they were having some activity. And it just it just felt awkward. And yeah. and the teenage daughter at the time, I had my, my cross, my rosary around my neck and stuff like that, my medals. Mm-hmm. And... Um, my assistant lead didn't have any on at the time. And she says, I like you, I like you, I like you. And then she went to me and she says, I don't like you. <laughs> oh, wow. So I was like, mm, <laughs> something wrong Dude. with this kid. <laughs> yeah, she, like give her the finger or anything? <laughs> <laughs> but she just had that look in her eye where, you know, something, you knew something was affecting her in some way. Yeah, yeah. Scared the crap yeah. out of me. Yeah, it, it's, it's but, yeah. I, it was yeah, a very active place. <laughs> very, very active place. Well, I can, I can imagine. But to be called out like that, you know, that's good. Yeah, that was freaky. <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't actually know what I would do in a situation like that until it came up. You know, so you just kind of, you know, kind of shrugged just, it off and kept on going with what we were doing. Kept on going, yeah. All right, here's a weird one for you. Have you ever been in locations that are really so broken down that the really scariest thing about the whole investigation was the location itself? Am, am I going to climb a stair that's going to break? Are there rats here and, and you, know, uh, you know, some other like raccoons or something that, that, that are, that's going to bite you that's actually scarier or more threatening at that moment? than anything you could come across mm. in spirit. Not really. No? Boy, I have, man. <laughs> kind of all these tore down places that high school kids used to party oh, yeah. in, you know, because they heard it was haunted, you know. And the town has basically let it go. So yeah, we, we go in and, and, oh, I mean, there's stuff in the air itself. You know, we were wearing these surgical masks and stuff because we were... Worried that, you know, I mean, stuff was just so broken down that there's just funky stuff in the air and there's birds flying through there coming right yeah, at you, spiders and, you know. 
Just that uh, side alone uh, freaked me out, I think. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it sure did me. <laughs> Probably the only time to... They were in this situation once where we were in this room where that where that was that warm feeling, not a good warm, mm. you know, with that smell of sulfur and minor decomp and stuff. And I figured, hey, what the heck, I'm, I'm going to see what I can do here. And it turned out to be this guy who was actually good hearted, but he was very defensive because there was a spirit of a very young kid who had been killed outside the property, it had nothing to do with the property itself. But it was, you know, wrong place, one wrong time, the kid rode his bicycle in front of this car and, you know, killed instantly. But this kid would be very social with paranormal investigators, it would come. You know, this kid's in spirit now, of course. And they'd bring this kickball, you know, the real light one, and ask him to move it, and the kid would move it. Right? But this room opposite where that kid is, where that warmth was, where that sulfur and decom smell was, mm-hmm. turned out to be this guy was very protective of this kid because this kid, in spirit, was too social with the people, and he didn't really trust the people because the people weren't having the best interests of this kid at heart. The people were like almost treating this like a novelty. Mm-hmm. and that upset this guy. <laughs> so he was extremely protective of this kid's spirit. He wasn't malicious, right? He was paternal, if you will. Okay. And it was weird that, you know, that kind of defensiveness, that kind of security, anytime a living person came around, especially with their uh, equipment and stuff, yeah. or, you know, they knew what was going on, you know, he'd automatically get upset about that. So that's what that was. And that was one of the coolest things, I think, (laughs) that I found it because have you ever, let me ask you this, have you ever, because I see it all the time. I don't know if you've seen it, but you've been on a lot of investigations. But you get people or different investigators that you don't know, you know, or people that you're touring around to try to teach. Mm And they walk through this pocket of air and all of a sudden they go, oh, there's something bad here. Because I used to see that all the Mm. time. Because that automatically frames the situation before the situation even starts. Had had you seen that a lot when you were with, you know, other teams or other people or when there was like public hauntings or something where – People would automatically assume that there's something negative. They yeah. just feel that thing and they go, oh, something bad, something evil. There's something bad here. No, never, never had anybody say there's something evil or bad there. But uh, some gifted people that I went on investigations with uh, have have said and felt, you know, right away that there was there was some sort of presence there. <laughs> but that's different, though, because yeah. there are sensitives and... And as they far can, as as far as anything evil, I'm saying there was anything evil there. No. Yeah, that was a, just a pet peeve of mine. You know, while we did a lot of tours, well, our group would split up and bring groups of people that were curious. You know, we were almost there to mentor them, if you will, mm-hmm. or give them this tour on one of these places that you see on all the TV shows. You know, one of the, one of those kinds of places. You know. And I just see that a lot, and that was a real 
pet peeve for me because they see it on TV. Yeah. They, th- they think it's okay to taunt them or they think it's okay to automatically assume mm. that there's a negative presence or negative energy in the place. Um, and that was just a pet peeve yeah. of mine because... I always, I always tell people if they want to get involved with the paranormal, if they want to go out and investigate, uh, the best advice I can give is get with a reputable group. Don't go out by yourself. Don't go out with friends. Don't go out there just, just to, with your friends to see if you can capture something. Get with a team. Get, get with a reputable team and learn from them. It's, it's safer. Um, it's more enjoyable, I think. Mm-hmm. And you can get a lot more experience and learning what, what the team's about, what the equipment's about. So that's mm-hmm. what I always tell people: if they're interested, you know, join join a team somewhere. You know, don't just go out on your own. Uh, and I I love that. And of course, yeah, no taunting. <laughs> yeah, no, no taunting. That's bad. <laughs> All right, let let me ask you this, uh, because. Uh, to me, you know, a, a lot of uh, these investigations, we'd frame the energy of the place. You know what I mean? The EMF stuff. Uh, I mean, the infrared is, is one thing that, that helps things. Or people would set up these big laser nets, which, I, you know, to me, I wasn't necessarily a fan of that. I mean, they worked and everything. It's just not my particular thing. I'm old school. Yeah, Give me analog that. stuff, not digital, you know. No cell phones, no... No, none of these apps, you know. No. <laughs> no, just, I mean, the simplest equipment they used for. Look, when I started, they didn't have anything. I had a Polaroid camera, all right? You take a picture, and you have to wait for it to develop for like 45 seconds to see oh, yeah. if you got anything at all. And we'd, we'd just wait eight hours at a time just for something to happen. Some Once a door opened on its own, you know, <laughs> or we saw this like salt shaker move about three inches you know and that was it but we couldn't take pictures of it because we didn't have that kind of equipment at that time and an old radio shack memo recorder you know for business that I, I i brought and kept on got a lot of stuff off of that you know but didn't see anything couldn't capture anything mm-hmm. but you know i mean once the tv show started especially ghost Hunters, i got to credit ghost hunters really personally because it just kind of help people come out, you know, for the first time and and say things like that. But there was a thing about the energy of the room, you know. Uh, we would generally, when we get into these uh, locations, we would shut all the electricity off. So we'd have our EMF meters and stuff. And we'd check to see if anything was awry, especially if there was water nearby. It seemed mm-hmm. almost always there was water nearby these locations. But still, we'd shut all the electricity off. You know, we had our little lamps and stuff and cameras and sound recorders and this and that. But it was all about EMF. You know, we could see some unusual activity with the energy. Chip. So when you go on investigations, what is the energy to you? Uh, you mean... Do I feel it or? No, I mean, um, do you pay attention? Do you, you know, when you shut the all the electricity up, oh, you yeah. have your electromagnetic field, and and you look for anomalies and stuff like that. You know how um, important during investigations was the, the energy itself. You know, very important. Or you just yeah, very important. Well, and how would you do it? Same way, just EMF meters just, or just sit sit there with an EMF meter and voice recorder and just. 
sit quietly in a hallway or a room and just let spirit talk to you. Yeah. That's where you can get the most most uh, most data, you know, just, just by sitting quietly. You don't even have to ask questions. Yeah. Just sit quietly and let them come to you. Yeah. I, I, boy, I, I sure like that method, you know. I think that's I think that's brilliant in a lot of ways, you know, because you don't see it often. Because enough. yeah, because they'll talk to you. I've 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 had uh, instances where you know I was talking to team members and I would be walking up the steps at a at a location. I'd have a voice recorder up there, and I'd even hear spirits talking among themselves, like three or four talking among among themselves as I was entering the room, because they were talking about me. You know, <laughs> it's a man. He's coming up the steps, you know. Wow. Quiet, he's coming, you know, things like that, they would say. Wow. See, that's that's marvelous. All right, one more weird question, and i got to ask you a Halloween question, because we first, the big spookathon week, we've got, you know, just a few minutes left in, in this first special episode, uh, celebrating seven years of Supernatural Realm Radio with the great Tim Roxbury here. You know, what, one of my things was, did you ever go to graveyards? And I'm asking because it was kind of, a, you know, the macho, non-macho day and age. <laughs> what the hell are you going to graveyards for? That's no good. It's like, no, that's where the action is, you know. But people thought of it as like a silly thing to do. Yeah. You know, why would you go to graveyards when you can go to Penhurst or, you know. Uh, yeah, so, so, did you ever go to graveyards? No, did never you, really did got, you think of it as like, nah, why would yeah, we do that? Yeah. Never really got into graveyards. Hey, we got to take a break and we got to call Chris in uh, here shortly. So It's I'm already gonna, time? All right. It's already time. Can, do I, can I ask you a 30-second question? Go ahead. How do you feel about Halloween? What does Halloween mean to you, either historically or as of now? Uh, I don't know. I don't really get into Halloween. Yeah. When's the last time you dressed up? When I was a kid, probably seven, eight years yeah. old. <laughs> yeah, I did well, you know, with my daughter once I took her out, and I was a hippie. That wasn't a hard costume. All I needed was a wig. <laughs> my one cousin lives in Virginia. He he loves Halloween. He'll mm-hmm. he'll he'll build props. Uh, he built this one uh, prop of death uh, that wings, you know, and has a whole display in his front yard. He he loves it. You know, his little girl loves it. She's a, she's in kindergarten now, and they just they just go all all out for Halloween. Me, yeah. You know, it's 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 neat. You know, I love what he's doing. He's talented. I'll give him that. But myself, no, no, just not your thing. I just kind of you know, no, it's just another day sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I look at the history of it. It goes almost back to prehistoric age. Yeah, you it, know? Does. it does. But ultimately, it became for at least about three or four centuries. Mm. A time where communities came together, you know, forgot their differences and everything, all came together to celebrate their lost loved ones in kind of really beautiful ways. And I just like to remind people that's the true spirit of this because, you know, the the harvest is over now. (laughs) You know, uh, you're going to have to struggle for about half a year. Yeah, I'm going to take a break here, uh, Chip. Let's do it, buddy. You're listening to Supernatural Realm, a special episode uh, before the Spookathon. Uh, We'll be right back right after this.
And welcome back to the Super Actual Realm on WCET.FM, www.latenightinthemidlands.com for the special three-hour episode of Supernatural Realm. Chip, are you there, my friend? I sure am, buddy, you know, and we are celebrating officially seven years of Supernatural Realm Radio, and, and, and that's a huge accomplishment, so, you know, my hat's off to the great Tim Roxbury for that, that four shows in the same time <laughs> he's had this one and boy that says a lot uh so we are kind of feeling the magic today you know and of course you know uh again hats off to the great tim roxbury he always finds the greatest guests to join us here Hello. on supernatural Realm. uh and our honored guest today is Chris Garcia, who I believe is with us. Chris, mm-hmm. are you are you with us here, buddy? Yeah, I was going to ask you, do I need to be on camera? You don't uh, no. to do this, no. or or no? no. I mean, because if I do, it's okay. I don't mind. No, you don't have to be on camera. It's up to you. Because I can. No, it's because I can see y'all on camera. But if you want to see me, it's up to you. Sure. Oh yeah, well, yeah, well sure. we'd love to see it. The the listeners won't be able to, but we, you know, hey, if you. You know, if you can handle our faces, man. <laughs> There's my beautiful man. How you doing, my friend? Doing pretty good, Chip. And um, I'm excited because um, I was just saying, you know what? I need to help other people to acknowledge, you know, that I'm still promoting a uh, different show that I'm on. Of course, you know that I'm on Michael's show. But mm-hmm. uh, but it's just that I wanted to feel like I need to expand. So I said, you know what? I'm going to... I, for some reason, I hit Tim up. I, I looked at his picture, and I said, you know what? I've never talked to him. I talked to you, Chip, you know, a few times. Yeah. And I said, you know what? If he yeah. wants a guest, you know, it's up to him. It's his show. And then mm-hmm. he said yes. So that's why I'm here to, tonight. Well, not not only are you here tonight, but you're here as we celebrate the seven-year anniversary of Supernatural Rum Radio right here with yep. the great Tim Roxbury. He's always had this beautiful gift. I mean, you and I have known each other oh. for a while, and I'm honored for that. He's had this really unusual gift of finding just the greatest guests, you know. And, yeah, I've got my own show. I've got you on in December, and I'll do the shameless self-promotion at some point. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's great that you're here on, on such a, a banner day. Uh, for the listener, Chris Garcia, you know, you might, may know him from Late Night in the Midlands with the great Michael Vero, which is right here on WCETFM at LateNightInTheMidlands.com. He's been on Michael's show several times. You know, we love Michael. Uh, we love Chris, too. Chris is like, he's a, a clairvoyant. I'm hearing something in the background there. He's a clairvoyant, a clairsentient. Um, he's an empath. He's works with sensitive children, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, he does indigenous healing, with, uh, both shamanic and um, with his uh, Native American heritage. So, I mean, and a medium, just so many things that this wonderful man brings to us and really all for the purpose of the greater good. So uh, it's really an honor to have Chris Garcia today on this banner day, uh, <laughs> seven years uh, of Supernatural Realm here at Tim Roxbury. So I'm gonna, as today. we welcome you, Chris, I'm going to turn it over to the great Tim Roxbury uh, to get things going here. Yeah, seven years this week, buddy. Yep. <laughs> so, so Chris, uh, I don't have the banner, uh, not not your banner, but your bio up. So, tell us a little oh. bit about yourself and how things got started for you. Well, 
Um, I guess you could say I started, well, I knew it started like at the age of five, um, start seeing things. I just knew it was gifted at an early age. It's it's funny that you mentioned that because it's inherited. Mm-hmm. So it was like, um, I guess when I was growing up, you know, I did have somewhat of a normal childhood, the best, you know, to my grandma's ability. Um, so it was kind of interesting how I grew up because she grew me up as just a normal child, but she knew before I did Mm -hmm. that I was gifted. And then when I was like five, I just, you know, started talking to people like they would solid come to like an outline or sometimes they would come solid. So it would come, it would be like very, so as time went on, I thought everybody could see it. And then when I went to uh i want to say when i was in middle school people i didn't even tell anybody about my gift at mm-hmm. at that time so when people just came up they saw something around me uh and they, they started watching um and true, and then say God. Eventually, when I was in middle school, I kind of like scared people. You know, Sounds uh, familiar, that. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of weird because it was like something that I guess you know they just say, "Well, how does he know all this stuff?" So, so I, so I grew up like I remember Facebook came back. I think it was in 2009. Somebody asked. I asked somebody when Facebook came out. So I started off with like social media, and then uh, after that, it was uh, it was just amazing because I had added people that I wanted to connect with, like people like me. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, I just started progressing, doing readings. Over before Messenger came out, I was just doing readings, like messaging wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then just rapidly years went by and and I had got a friend that mentored me to embrace my gift. Well, she's still on Facebook, but she's more be, like in the back of, behind the shadows. So she doesn't like to be exposed okay. in that way. So she tested me and I read people like that. People that I didn't even know. And then... Uh, it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then after that, just I think last year, uh, something I kept hearing something, something about you. And then I hit him up. And then ever since then, I've been on the radio. I've already been, I'm on one show that I was back in May. That got me some exposure, um, helping people through my friends' radio, uh, TV show. They Skyped me, and they were in the studio, and I read them, people in, in the, even there. So it, it was it was kind of interesting. So I've been just helping a lot of people since then, and I've been just busy and stuff. And what I'm doing now is on these three cases, me, missing persons cases. Oh, wow. So I've been just, like, really busy. So that's been me real busy, and I do side readings along with that, too. So I've been just really busy with that, and... And then I attract more people wanting to add me. And it's just, it's been just a beautiful journey and still going. 
Yeah, that's All right. awesome. Well, I did it. We can see a lot of energy around you, here. Okay, the listeners can't see, but I mean, my goodness. <laughs> Terry, you can see it too. A lot of energy around yeah, you, brother. Worse. Some of it's very shiny, like uh, almost divine. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's nice to see. So, did did kids you... shun you in primary school because of you know because of your abilities? Did they feel that you had those abilities? Okay, say it again. I didn't hear. I wanted to make sure I wouldn't heard you right. Did your classmates in primary school uh, shun you because they felt that you were different? Um, honestly, I think that's funny that you mentioned that because I think there was some people, Tim, that did probably see it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was people that were like sensitive like me, but I never asked them because I was a kid. You know, I was doing yeah. my my class and paying attention to school, so I didn't really know. So I'm pretty sure there was people that did know, and those are the ones that came up to me. But as far as everybody else, they just stayed back. Mm-hmm. And the ones I guess were that were either grew up with their grandma reading tarot cards or uh, people that were grew up and that it runs in the family. Those were the people that came up to me. So that is a good question because I mm-hmm. did have a friend that I grew up with, and. Uh, I remember seeing him at a at a store, and then we found out later we end up seeing each other again in school. And and he goes, "You look familiar." He goes, "Do you remember going to uh, Kmart?" Well, that's what we had Kmart here, but we don't have Kmart anymore. Back in the day, <laughs> baby. <laughs> and then uh, he had told me that he remembered talking to some boy at in the toy section, and he just told me this and that, and he said, "Yeah, I remember this boy just wanting." To, was behind his his family because he was a, of course he was a stranger, and then he goes and then he came to my house, well not here but another house, and he was oh it was you that I at Kmart like because at that time I was probably like maybe eight years old and and then I'm like how are you sure it was me? He goes no I have a very good name. face has it changed? I know it was you. So we grew up together. Uh, he was a good friend. He had his mom that read tarot cards. Then wow. I found out a lot more other things that ran in his family. So we would hang out and stuff. And but that at that time I was Facebook wasn't even even around yet. So so like he was a good example that you know <clears throat> he told me different things, taught me different things too. And it's just and other people that I guess you could say that were sensitive like me just. Mm-hmm. They connected, and everybody else, like I said, they stayed back until, I guess, other people, when I read them, I guess, the word of mouth in school, the ones that didn't know me, that I had that gift, that's when they started coming up to me and saying, is your name Chris? And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, why? They go, well, we heard through so-and-so that you read them, and I want to know, you know, I want to see if this is real. And then they tested me, and I was like, young at that time, I was like, so I said, I told them, and I read them, and then, like, after that, I'm going to tell you something, Tim. After I read this, they, they, some of them didn't even want to talk to me anymore, I guess, because it was freaking <laughs> out. Other, other secrets, you know, other things. That yeah, it's like yeah. too too spooky to them because you get too close. How did he know that? Oh, my God, only so-and-so knew that. Yeah. Yeah. And they never talk to you. All of a sudden, you walk into a room and everybody kind of clears away. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know, now that I see Tim, and this is my first time seeing him, Mm -hmm. your voice—I don't know what it is. I'm picking something up off of you. It's like you sound familiar, Mm -hmm. even though we're 
are in totally different states, but your voice sounds very familiar. It almost seems like a brother-like feeling okay. because I don't have no brothers. I'm the only child. Mm-hmm. Well, you, so could use, you, know, know you guys could each and use Chip, a, a brother-like feeling. Yeah, and, and it's so weird because some people, I've always known this, and I don't believe in coincidences, that everyone you connect they could have been your brother, your sister in a different life. Uh, so who knows what who you were with a family member and maybe in another time. That's why your voice sounds familiar. Yeah, we could have been I brothers can't in a past life. Pinpoint yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, so there could have been something there. And I don't know if I sound familiar to you. A little bit. Yeah. Familiar. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but, but it's it's amazing though. Uh, I can I can see it, and it, again, apologies to the listeners because we can see each other. You can't see us, and and be thankful you can't see me. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so don't feel so bad. But you know, here's the thing: because I've I've known these guys for a while, you know. But but Tim at a young age was sensitive, and he shared it with friends, and it got him kind of you know they I kind of cleared him off the map. Chip, I didn't share <laughs> it with friends. Age. They knew it before I knew it. But the thing is, Chris, and maybe you can help me on this, especially since you feel this connection, you know. I'm a big, look, I I do past life regression hypnosis, clinical hypnotherapist, so I'm a past life guy. I can see the connection, but even in this life, there's a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. To me, Tim is more psychic than I am, (laughs) (laughs) but but he's kind of, you know, maybe next week, maybe next week. Kind of pushing himself away. There's a lot of... Spirits around him that I know that are around him for a specific reason to really kind of um, uh, break him in is the wrong word because he's already advanced. He's just, you know, he's just not not this week, you know, <laughs> not next week, not, Too not busy. next month. Too busy. Leave me and, alone. Yeah. There are people in his family lineage who have passed who want to be there to help him show him that way if you understand what i'm saying uh-huh. and and the similarities with you both being so see i did, didn't come to me until i was almost 21 and it was an unusual thing so i didn't have these childhood experiences uh like you guys did but very very similar in ways except people started coming to you you know chris asking for your help people were running away from tim mm-hmm. um but still, it's that yeah. thing at youth where you feel like, okay, well, it's normal to me, but why isn't it normal to everybody else? Um, so. that, that is a very good question. I guess some people just are, I guess like for me, it runs in my family. So it's kind of just, I guess it's inherited. And then now that I think about it, you know how, Chip, you were saying that we had similarities? I was looking at Tim, like his features. Mm-hmm. Like his his mustache and stuff. You're right. <laughs> I can resemble it. It's kind of creepy because we're totally different people. We have the same complexion. I don't know about the forehead. Maybe oh well, maybe late. But you know, and I have very little hair. But <clears throat> but the thing is, there is a similarity. So you did hit on something, Chip. There could have been maybe like a brother mm-hmm. or something there. Because the features, even though we're different people, mm-hmm. so there, uh, there is there is a connection. And like I told him, he sounds familiar, and I just yeah. can't pinpoint from where. Well, he's been on radio for seven years <laughs> this week. You know, seven years of Supernatural. Huh? I bet you've heard his show before. 
and just didn't realize it was him. You know, maybe I did. Like maybe, maybe I did, and I don't know. Maybe yeah. I did. Yeah. Because there was times where I would browse in, you know, on the paranormal radio, I would browse to who was talking, and then if I was tired, I would just go to sleep. But there was times where I did hear things, but mm-hmm. then it was like, depending on what, what the subjects were, I was so intrigued, you know, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of different things. Yeah. So. Yeah. But but that's how I guess. <clears throat> so I'm gonna ask you a question. What is the question that you wanted to ask me, Chip, about the about about? Of course, that we're gifted, but you didn't have it when you until like you were 21. What is the question that you wanted to ask me? I you know um, I was I was gonna ask you more questions about process. You know, I, I wanted Timmy to get a couple of questions in first because once I start asking, you know, <laughs> he'll he'll just. <laughs> Yeah, clean up his room or something. <laughs> Just wait for me to shut up. <laughs> um, there are some process things that I'm most interested in in you. Um, so I'll ask a brief question and then we'll turn it back over to Timmy, whose voice really resonates with you. But okay. be- because I've seen your process and I-, I just wanted to say, look, in my world, it's all about kindness, benevolence, mm-hmm. service to others. These are the kinds of things that you're doing. You're working with sensitive children. You're working missing person cases. You've helped people. And it's very, really very rare, if you think about it, that at a rather tender age, say mid to, to late teens, people are actually coming up to you because they heard things rather than running away from you because they heard things. They'll run away from you after you read them. I've been there before, you know. Uh, but... What is it that guides you to bring so much light to other people, to really oh, be kind there of is a, light. There is an light. angel on earth, if you will, to have this drive? Because it's not a I need to, to say, look at me, Chris Garcia. It's a need to say, I can help you in certain ways. Sometimes you need to know these things. You know, when clients come to you, they ask certain questions, but the answers have nothing to do with the questions they're asking. You know what I mean? They're not asking the right questions, and you know that. So what drives you to do all this work in benevolence and compassion? I guess to me, well, I'm just getting chills when you ask me. I'm getting chills <laughs> all over. Um, number one, what gives me the strength and with my readings that come out very uncanny and very creepy-like is my grandmother. She's been with me even before, you know, when she was alive. And then she's been with me as she passed over. And she's my number one guide. There's others that I do have, but I guess she motivated me because I knew that there was something that I felt like I needed to do. As a very young child, I even feel like I had, I feel like I had responsibility. And at that mm-hmm. time, I didn't know what that word was as I, I grew up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I still and don't I know. I'm back, in my 60s. <laughs> and, and, and I just feel like I had to give back. And now that I see it, I feel like everything I'm doing was planned mm-hmm. from the very beginning. And, of course, mm-hmm. like they say, you pick your parents, you pick your dog, you pick your friends. We all pick that, you know. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, But it's just so weird because I guess it's just the heart of my divine spirit that God Mm -hmm. flows through me. Mm -hmm. That's why I give so much love to give to others. And I don't see it as like, I have another client to read. Oh, man, they're just calling me. They're just annoying me. No, it's not even like that. It's more divine spirit. It's not. It doesn't bother me. It really doesn't bother me. I mean, of course, I do need time to myself. You know, know, when I'm going everyday life. 
yeah, it's, you know, it's do a, everyday life. But as yeah. far as like helping people, I love that it's just. It's like I'm at a very higher vibration when mm-hmm. I talk and I do readings. My my level changes from like mm-hmm. everyday life. Like if I'm doing artwork, it just goes to being, you know, Chris. And then when I go to spirituality, my vibration just goes up. And no, we people can actually that, see it. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. We can see it. At, at being at that higher vibration, Chris, do stupid people just piss you off? Honestly... <laughs> 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 no, on, honestly, mm, I have maybe came across two people at me upset, but I didn't show it. I guess I just told them very tactfully what what they needed to, know. and if they weren't ready to hear it, I said, "Then don't ask me." You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's how I told them. You know, I didn't tell them like, "Stop calling me, leave me alone." No, I just told them. I guess I knew how to handle people like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Tim, as you grew up, but I. Have maybe came across two people that gave me somewhat of a hard time, but then after a while, I guess they got the hint. They just left me yeah. alone. Now, now that you brought that up, did you ever have a hard time as growing up as a sensitive child, or no? I really didn't know. I I knew I was different, but I didn't know there was a definition or a name for it, for being an empath. Uh, I've always felt oh, okay. spirit around me. I've always got treated differently. Uh, in my youth and in my, you know, when I was in primary school, uh, we would break off for, for um, gym class and I would get like shunned. I'd be the last person to get picked on a team or whatever. And I didn't really yeah. understand why. I just, I didn't, whether it was, yeah. you know, uh, popular. You know, what, now that thing. you mentioned that, were you bullied? Because I was bullied as a child. Big time, big time bullied. And, and you know, and you know what's so weird about that? I'm going to tell you something. And I don't know. If, I know the listeners can't see see us, but I'm going to tell you something. And and to this day, I still can't understand it. Why are the why can't why are we bullied? At that age, what is it that they see? Is it is there something that they saw? And then one thing, what I'm going to say, it's going to sound so weird, but even though I know we were bullied, but this is one thing that really kind of gets to me. The ones that get bullied, they these people that always bullied us, they were saying, you're not going to be nobody. They, they just talk a whole bunch of crap to you, right? And when you grow up, we elevate. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know if that's... A, like they motivated us. They motivate us, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To become better. To to become better. And I don't know what y'all are in what your input on that is, but it made me feel famous where I am. And they regret making fun of me and calling me names and this and that because they don't like, well this guy's strong is he's stronger than we thought he was. Mm-hmm. Oh, now yeah. I don't know what your input on yeah. that is, but I've I had I've had people, people uh, that are bullied. Yeah. When I when I started the original LNM radio network here, um, when it was LNM and not WCT, um, there were people, even even uh, you know people that have been involved with this network, uh, family members of mine, uh, friends of mine. They they would say, "Wow, Tim, I can't believe that you got the guest that you get. I didn't know that you had a talking voice, had an opinion about stuff. Because growing up, I wouldn't talk that much. 
you know, just just through a, a chosen few friends that I were had. you were you like yeah were you like shy too because I was, I was shy, like that very shy yes and 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 that's what's so weird now that I look back at it I would have never pictured myself on the radio doing radio shows but God chooses people mm-hmm. to promote and to advance so we could share. Because, of course, God is our Lord, but he has us as light workers to pass the knowledge mm-hmm. and, and to, to help people. But I guess a lot of people just think, well, our gifts are from the devil, yeah. so oh. to speak. But, that's, but it's not true. It's just not true. And, that's, and stuff like that. Now, as far as like what Chip said, you know, the question is um, the progress. Some people, I guess it takes other people a little bit longer to progress the gift or to accept it or mm. self-acceptance in themselves because some people just say oh this is a burden because I see things that I don't want to see because there's other people that probably see demons and, and they're like oh I'm cursed you know but for people that I guess when they're older I, I don't know how they were raised I, I cannot just you know I'm not going to discriminate anyone but I guess maybe they were not as um, and tuned at that time so sometimes the gift comes a little bit later but it runs in the family and sometimes it takes some people even in their 30s 40s 20s to even get to get the gift and then the ones that are are in tune and very innocent like we get the gift very young and it just grows it just grows it's just, I, there's just no way to explain that yeah, yeah. I think I, 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 I think I get to you know get these abilities inherited from my grandmother on my mother's side um, I had a grandmother, well, my grandmother was my dad's mom. She was very Christian-y, very uh, churchy, going to church um, three, four times a week. And the grandmother, the, my mom's mom, was more like the pagan, uh, outgoing, you know, accepted everything. You know, as far as religion, she just, you know, she accepted everything. She she pretty much just did what she wanted to do. Um, she's very open-minded about other other religions and other ways of thinking. And mm-hmm. to me, I think that's where I got these abilities from. Was from yeah, because everybody else around him was into religious doctrine heavily. Heavily, you know? yeah. So, so it's not just, okay, this kid's a little creepy. It's not like that. It's, okay, this kid is blasphemous. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So... There was yeah. that. See, I, I didn't. I, I tried never, the Christian <laughs> stuff when growing yeah. up. I, did, I just didn't feel part of it. I just, I yeah. Just yeah. And you know, that's funny you mentioned that too. Because I know, even though you don't have it and ask me, but this is what. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. But this is probably what I need, probably what I'm being told to. Growing up in a religion based family. How do people, how do people, how can I put it? How do people grow up being gifted and still being strictly religion based? So how do they deal with that? I guess just either keep it to yourself and then when you find the right person, I guess you just grow from that. Because I know there's a lot of families that there's probably... They feel like they're in the wrong family because yeah. their family is totally against something. What we, you know, with the gifts that we have, and 
the best advice that I can give to people, I guess, just just open up when it's when it's your time. God's gonna show you when, or somebody's gonna come in your path to tell you stay quiet. But the only reason why you stay quiet is because your family's very judgmental mm-hmm. and this and this and that. And and I feel sorry for those kids because. You know, all these shows that I've seen, like Psychic Kids, with, you know, because one um, chip, the other guy. Yeah, the other chip. chip. Coffee. He's <laughs> another friend. Uh, he, You're breaking up, Chris. He didn't see what it was. Okay, I'm sorry. It's just that I guess I'm trying to put the mic as close no, as I can. A lot um, of energy around you, buddy. <clears throat> yeah, so... I'm trying but to take some of it so he can hear <laughs> But, see, but it's just weird because I just think that a lot of these shows don't have um, the shows that tutor these kids. And it really tears me apart that so there's a lot of kids still nowadays that need help, mm-hmm. but they don't have the help. They have to learn on their own. Like, for me, I didn't have no one that taught me anything. Yeah. I was just taught me to embrace it but as far as like how do you use different 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 divination stuff like tarot cards or or crystal ball or whatever I didn't have that taught me that learned on my own mm-hmm. everything I learned I learned it on my own now not everybody because the mind is set different I don't know I mean it's it's tough yeah, mind gifted, you know, and then knowing that uh, it's it's just not easy. Yeah, it's it's very difficult when you have to when you don't have a mentor and you have to learn things on your own. It's, mm-hmm. it's been very tough, and and thank God that there's people like uh, Chip Coffee and others out there that can mentor some of these kids. Yeah. yeah, because yeah, because a lot of this stuff didn't have happen when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Because back then it was taboo. It was more like be quiet, don't talk about it. Yeah, and you could just talk about it among your family. Now it's all out in the open, but there's still a lot of skeptics within you know within this field because it's just you know just because they're so either blinded by it. Or they just grew up not believing in it, or they told us they told people to stay away from people like us, and it's, it's sad because if they can't, if they can understand God, then they should understand that God can give other people gifts, and mm-hmm. that's what I have to say. And I don't know what else to say, and I don't know if y'all yeah. want to add. I'll, yeah, I'll add that. something. I'll add something because the irony is between the two of you and this brotherly connection that I can clearly see also is that you both had grandmothers that helped you in this, you know? And it didn't really make sense until, like, now, you know, as you look back. You know, when when I first, uh, yeah, uh, it was uh, my childhood best friend. He was my next-door neighbor. I knew him since I was two years old. We were like twins, really my first soulmate. <clears throat> he got into this really bad, uh, he was riding a motorcycle, a Lincoln Continental. This was in the 70s, exactly. you know? Uh, he was drunk and hit him at a red light, ran a red light and hit him and he was brain dead. He wasn't dead, you know, so. so that was my first real experience with all that stuff. How do you grieve somebody who's not dead? How do I process this? My first, wow. I, I think I was lucky at 21 to have this 
the first time that somebody really close to me is dead. But he wasn't dead yet. And uh, it was like a couple of days before my 21st birthday. And, and I was sitting on a swing set, had a cord of cold 45, <laughs> trying to figure out how to process this, you know, because I was working and I was very busy. And this was my night, you know, I was going to figure out. Do I agree with somebody who's not dead? What do I do? <laughs> that sort of thing. Wow. And then there was a certain time where the swing set next to me and you know, my parents' backyard, distant from the house and everything else, there was that energy, kind of like you <laughs> mentioned when you kind of see things. It was, it was like that Predator movie where it was there but not there, or the way you see heat rise on a hot day, but kind of uh, silhouetted. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I I was mellowed out. I had my Colt 45. <laughs> I'm like, hey, something there. And it was him, you know. And he said, first he came to wish me a happy birthday because it was a day away. Because we knew each other's birthdays really good. We were, you know, that uh, conjoined. And then he came to ask for my blessing. And I'm like, blessing for what? And he says, well, I want to die, you know. And I'm like, what do you mean you want to die? Come on, man, snap yeah. out of it, you know, snap out of it, they'll fix you, you know, strong survive and all that. He said, no, you've known me all my life. I'm the, I mean, this kid was an independent kid. He ran away from home a bunch of times, not because he had a bad home. He wow. just wanted that, that freedom to make his own decisions, you know, and to be independent. So here he is in a position where he can't think for himself. He can't eat. You know, he can't breathe. They're breathing for him. They've got these tubes breathing for him, these tubes feeding him. They have wow. to cl cl clean up him after he goes to the bathroom and bathe him and all this stuff. I mean, he's, he said, you know, there are worse things than death. And I'd rather have death. And I came for your blessing. And it, it, even understanding as well to independence, I still tried to talk him out of it. You know, yeah. man, hang in your back. And it's like there's nothing they can do. I'm brain dead. Okay. That's it. They're just keeping me alive. So, um, and once he, he said, what would you do if it were you? Right. You know, put, put, you, put yourself in my shoes. You know, or what would you do if you came to visit me? He was in Florida. I was in New York, so he was far, far away. You know, what would you do? Tried to feed me Jello? You'd choke me to death. What would you say to me? You know. And once he put that in my perspective, even though almost twenty-one, you know, kids don't really think with foresight like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm told you like your own, your own house, right? Your own kids, you know. You, uh, but but I got it. Okay. And I became very, very touched by it at that moment because I realized the significance of this. You know, it was love, right? And I got very touched and I thanked him because he could have gone to anybody. He could have talked to doctors or nurses. <laughs> his buddies but he chose you. But he, <laughs> but he chose you. Yeah. yeah. And I got it. And I said, okay, yeah, I absolutely get it. Yeah, of course. You know, I'll give you my full bless with my fullest heart, you know. And I was so thankful. And I said, maybe you can come visit me, you know, after. <laughs> and you know, he said he'd try. He has since, but but at that moment, it was just. It's hard. Yeah, and I wasn't creeped out by it. It wasn't. It didn't seem off or unusual or or nasty or evil or any of that stuff. It was. It became this okay at first, <laughs> and then this beautiful, beautiful thing.
So mm-hmm. my, my first experience with the paranormal, if you will, was loving in nature. I gave him my blessing. I thanked him for asking me for it, you know, and then that energy disappeared. <clears throat> About 15 minutes later, it's three in the morning by now, my mother comes out of the house way back with the swings. <laughs> She's never up at three in the morning. I've known my mother all my life, you know. <laughs> Either of the, she comes out to the swing set and she said, uh, 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 you know, Stevens uh, just just died uh, about 15 minutes ago. You know, his parents wow. had to fly down from New York to Florida mm-hmm. to unplug wow. him. Right. And they didn't realize that they gave him exactly what he wanted. I mean, and they were of this faith that was so dismissive of any of that i couldn't tell them for over a decade that that happened because their grief was so deep and their religious doctor's belief was so deep i couldn't tell them that for 10 years i think it was 11 years actually but but that was my first foray into it and i couldn't it was 1979 i couldn't (laughs) tell anybody i couldn't tell my parents about it (laughs) i couldn't tell my friends about it couldn't tell my Neighbors, my schoolmates, you know, the church mates, anybody. So that's what's when it started for me. But I had to find out because nobody said that's what dying was or death was. You know, nobody said that. So I've been on this mission, and now in 2019 is 40 years later. Wow, that is very interesting. That's a very beautiful story too, and it's very hard <clears throat> because you you were gifted. You were you were given that gift from him. Mm-hmm. So you both were helping each other. You helped him to to you accept his blessing. But I think what I think what why he did that, and I'm being told why he did it, is because at that time he already knew he was already gone because he was living off the machine. He was already gone, but he was still coherent at that time before he left left his body because he didn't want to feel all that pain. Nice. So <clears throat> he. How can I put it? It was like he wanted to at least not to be so scared. He talked to you and said, you know what? I need your blessing. And I think that's what helped him cross into the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe, I believe that too. More calm because I think in between. And when you said yes, I feel like he felt lighter. And he said, you know what? You know, he saw you as like a brother. So he said, you know what? This because now I can. I can oh, see I can go. you. You accepted it, and he just walked into the light. He just uh, I into mean, the light. and I guess you gave him you gave him that fear of not being afraid. Yeah, no, That's I, what I, I, I gave him the permission that yeah, it's okay. I get it. Yes, there are worse things than death. Choose death, you know, because most people wouldn't say that. He still had to talk me into that moment. But at that moment was pure love. This was the first soulmate that I ever had, and I didn't realize it. Until I understood what soulmates were, you know, so it, it was just, mm-hmm. but it was kind of this way. If I could describe it, it'd be yeah, a moment of, of pure love. And, and so, the, and that's always been the way that I've tried to uh, address things in a paranormal setting. You know, if, if there is spirit in a paranormal setting and Timmy and I were talking about that earlier tonight, uh, mm-hmm. I, I want them to know that I, like I'm, I'm not here to trespass or judge or anything like that. I'm just this fascinated, loving person, unconditionally accepting. 
And if there's anybody that has anything to say to me, I would love to hear it, you know. And they can be, they can be as, uh, as uh, vivid with me as possible, you know. So I've had a lot of encounters with these paranormal settings where, we, I mean, we laugh, we cry, you know. It's that kind of thing where you can have this connection. If they, if they make the effort to lower their energy <laughs> to connect with me and while well, I raise my energy to connect with them, if they make that effort, that's the greatest gift to me in the world, right? This yeah, interdimensional exactly. communication. So the least I can do is not only offer my respect, but try to speak to them in the culture and the language of the time period where they feel they are, you know, uh-huh. and there's a further respect that goes with that. So I've never had a negative encounter, you know, in, in all my years of doing this. And, and that's good, though, too, because I'm going to tell you, too, is because that's funny you mentioned about the paranormal, because with paranormal and the psychic field, even with what uh, Tim said about the, you know, how he grew up and stuff, I think in every religion, every uh, field, there's always competitive people that are competitive. Some oh, yeah. of them are in the light. Um, some of them are just more just like just being rude and they're just not respecting each other. Yeah. And some of them just want that TV show and they don't care yeah, about anything else. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, see, and that's the thing too. I mean, because people have told me too, like, that's meant that you mentioned that because uh, uh, I've been told by many times that there people see me with my own TV show and I told them I said if it happens then it happens then so be it but if God puts me in that position I'm not going to change my way of being mm-hmm. I know other people probably did you know when they get up there they're like oh well yeah now I don't need to worry about these little people no yeah. I'm going to remember where my, my roots started okay mm-hmm. And no matter where I go, whatever I'm destined to do, if it's on the radio, uh, if it's convention, speaking in front of a thousand people, I'm not going to change. I'm still going to be genuine. I'm still going to be humble. It's not going to change. Oh, we appreciate that. And and people have always, you know, that they say that, you, you know, they see me on TV. And there's even people that have given me certain TV channels. Which I'm not going to discuss because if that happens, you know, y'all will be the first ones to know like what show, shows I'm going to be on. Right? Yeah. If I have my own TV show, but mm-hmm. if it happens, like I said, it's God's doing. That's that's beyond my control, you know. But um, but what I, I want to do besides what I want to do, I feel like I need. I want to travel, okay, and I want to speak out to a lot of people that are very skeptical, mm-hmm. not just to give them readings, but to open. Um, spirituality and spiritual knowledge and, and knowing that God is of love to mm-hmm. remind them that God is love mm-hmm. and that for people that are empaths, psychic mediums, paranormal investigators that we're all of love but the ones that are not of love you could still give them respect mm-hmm. but don't change your your your, 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 your mind because because Everybody of the way they treat you. Yeah. Everybody does, yeah, and, yeah. and the path is the path. I, <laughs> I, I say the same way. If, if somebody ever gives me a TV show, I feel so sorry for the viewers. <laughs> 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 I, got, I, got out of, I got my faith. But, um, 
Yeah, I, the, well, there's a gentleness about you, and, and there's an authenticity about you. And some of these folks that we're talking about, you know, that are not just in our realm, but in any business, in any family, <laughs> in any social circle, you know, there are always ones that are in it for the wrong reasons, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. in it for the wrong reasons, or or trying to use this realm to make themselves look more interesting, you know. And uh, uh, people like that are not out for the TV show, but they they want to fit in somewhere. So, you know, we, we go gentle on them because of that, you know. That there's a difference between a gentle insecurity and a hostile insecurity. <laughs> you know what I mean? You are talking about bullies earlier. That's a hostile insecurity, yeah. you know. Get them before they get me, you know, because if once they find out my faults, I'm done. You know? So I'm going to build myself up and do all this stuff and yell at everybody. And 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 that's different. But yeah. there there what? are people that approach <laughs> us, though. And here's a question I, I got for you. And then I want Timmy to get a, a question. But there are people at these when you do travel and you do these like conventions or what are like paranormal conventions or psychic fairs or whatever, um, where people approach you, you know, with a story about um an encounter with a UFO or extraterrestrial, right? Or something, some spirit that, you know, they think is bringing this house down for them. But when they tell their story to you about what happened to them, it's visceral. You can see it in their body language. It's like they're reliving the trauma as they tell it to you because they're in this box. They've got nobody to tell. Even in this day and age, there are there are certain things that are so strange to people that they know there's a tremendous social risk in sharing it, you know. But th- th- I think through the years what I've seen, and I mentioned this last night on my show, yeah, I'll do the shameless self-promotion now, <laughs> Kindness Beyond the Veil, every Monday <laughs> from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern right here on this network. In fact, Chris will be my guest on my wife's birthday, uh, December 9th. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, know. So I, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Yeah, I did. It's so weird because I didn't know that, but it's it's just so weird because like things like that I cherish, you know. No matter if it's you know like for me, I love to help people, you know. And Mm -hmm. I think with no matter what show I'm on, or like like I said, Chip, you know, intend that when I if I travel and I become to where I people need for me to go to conventions and speak, you know, do lectures, psychic lectures, I'll do it because that's spreading knowledge and and God's love. But the, my gift. But my, my question, my the base of my question though is in that regard when people approach you because you know look you have a very gentle presence so you like me kind of person that's approachable people just yeah. you know approach you you know they they say okay this is safe haven with these stories uh, the thing the thing I mentioned last night on kindness beyond the veil every Monday from seven to nine p.m. Yeah, was I'll keep going with it. Yeah, there are people that have that story, and the story never changes over time. Mm-hmm. And there are people that have that story, and it changes every other day or every other week, you know. And those, the latter, are the people I'm, I would never have on my show, <laughs> you know, because it's a big social risk for them to even approach you. But if the story doesn't change over time, then it's it's genuine. It seems even more genuine than the fact that they were reliving it as they approached you in the first place. So you've been in this a long time. You've seen that, haven't you? You've seen that 
Some some stories change, some stories don't. Yeah. And you see the ones that have the same story keep a message. They have a message, right? Just like you, like Temi, like me, have a message, mm -hmm. right? And it's more about the message than anything. Exactly. That was exactly. my. <laughs> and, and I think with that question that you know, that you told me about, you know, with me. You know, matter uh, if people come up to me, I'm still gonna. I'm not gonna be any different. I think I'm gonna be very humble and very genuine when people mm -hmm. come up to me, and I'm gonna give them like the, you know, with spirit, whatever spirit tells me to tell them. Mm -hmm. If like uh, they have a house that's haunted, I'm gonna tell them, this is what I see and this is what I'm feeling. And as a matter of fact, I got some story to tell you. Well, um, where was it? Oh, it was. I think it was yesterday not yesterday i think it was like two or three days ago we had gone to go uh to this uh, market where my cousin and his girlfriend are trying to promote their stuff so we're going in there and, and uh my mom was there and my mom's boyfriend was there and we went and they were like how are you doing and, and i'm like i'm doing good you know you know and I was, my spirit was very high and uh it's just it's just amazing because um, it was just like at that time they introduced me to their friend. Her name's Deborah, 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 mm -hmm. or Debbie's the same thing. And when she, I saw her, she's she's got, she's a singer. She likes going to different. You know, she's a good she has a good voice. Well, she entered. They introduced her to me. And I had my readings by Chris Shirtworth, the ones I advertise, and that's another thing I'm doing, still doing. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, I was talking to her, and she goes, oh, so you're Chris. You know, I hear stuff, good stuff about you. So I gave her my card, and I said, well, this is what I do. And I gave her one of my blue missing uh, psychic cards. You know, it's got all my stuff. Uh, so then um, I gave her the card, and... You know, I told her, I didn't tell her anything. I just said, well, here, pass it out to whoever, um, whoever needs it, you know, whoever needs my help. No matter if it's just this kind of stuff, paranormal, it don't matter, readings, whatever. She texts me later, and we told everybody goodbye. She didn't text me, like, while we were there, but she texts me um, after that, that... Um, she texted me that later that that evening, and she said, "You know, it was a pleasure meeting you. It was awesome. You know, I heard a lot of good things about you." And I found out to be that her neighbor is house is haunted. Wow! And at that time, she gave her the card, but I guess she didn't know this before until I guess she I guess went to her house and or the neighbor went to her, and then that's where I came up. And she's like, wow, she goes, I just met you. And she goes, I didn't even know anything about this neighbor. And see, mm -hmm. that's what's weird. You don't no, know anybody's No, no coincidences, man. <laughs> yeah. No coincidences. And she gave her the card and she goes, I'm going to have her call you. And she hasn't called me yet, but I told her, I said, if she does, I will, I will like it. I will do, I'll, I'll walk through of her home, mm -hmm. you know, of their home. Because that's another thing I'm planning to do. You know, whatever I'm doing, I'm going to, I do, as a matter of fact, I've been doing a lot of readings, like going to people's houses. Mm -hmm. So I also do a psychic walkthrough. I'm willing to go to people's houses and do like walkthroughs of their home cool. and tell them what they need to do, this and that. So that's something that I, else that I'm looking into the future. 
you know, if it's, you know, no matter what it is, you know, and that's just something I love because I don't like just using my gear for the psychic readings and the mediumship. I'm very open in the paranormal field. Mm-hmm. And I speaking, love missing person's yeah. cases. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. And speaking of listenership. Um, <laughs> oh, nice segue, Tim Roxbury. <laughs> celebrating seven years of Supernatural Realm Radio. Uh, cool. Our listeners can call in with their questions for, for Chris at 724-602-2826. That's 724-602-2826. Did you say it was 724-602-2826? Is that what you said? Because I could have sworn you said it was (laughs) 724-602-2826. You know, see, I'm all, it takes me a long time to find a pen and write stuff. (laughs) (laughs) See, somebody was even asking me earlier because I messaged uh, Tim, because I didn't know, you know, and and me, you know, to me, it doesn't matter if, you know, if we could just talk all day, you know, all right. but yeah. I know there's some people that if they want to call in and ask a question or want to say something good, you know, you know, I, I didn't get the chance because Tim, I guess, was busy and I understand, you know, you know <laughs> yeah. preparing for everything. So, but it was weird, though, because I was thinking, I said, why do people are always asking that? <laughs> because I know there's certain shows that I've told them, I said, they're gonna be a show that you won't be able to always call in and get a reading from me you can even you know give testimonies you can uh have people um you know you can tell them how i helped you Mm -hmm. so other people that don't know on you know on tim's network because everybody has their own show and everybody has their own listeners but of course i'm pretty sure all the listeners listen to all the shows i wouldn't be surprised if one you know some shows they I think I personally think everybody within your network, within Michael's network, Chip's network, Tim, and whatever. I think I personally think y'all all the same listeners. But then again, I well, don't we, know because I'm, you know, we, I don't know. I don't actually. Like that, Chris, so. we we lead into the great Michael Vera late night in the Midlands radio program three nights a week. Me on Monday with my kindness beyond the veil. From 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, leading into the great Michael Verrett, late night in the Midlands, and right here on Supernatural Realm, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. And I'm going to hand it over to Timmy, but I'm just going to show you something. See, I'm with oh you, brother. Oh, my God. I love, you. I love those cars. As a matter of fact, I have those. I, I, I think I gave one to my cousins, and it's funny because uh, there was this young girl that she's very gifted. Uh, Timmy's got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have other cards that I don't even use. I have one of them. It's card the Archangel Michael. Uh, mm-hmm. I think. Oh sure. Archangel yeah. cards. Archangel cards. Yeah, I got. I got. Some then I them. have. And then I have uh, messages yeah. from. Yeah, ascended master like cards or something like that. I haven't even used. I only use. Yeah, I have those, but I I've, I feel like I know I was supposed to use them. But some part of me feels like I need to pass them on to somebody that's gifted, working with archangels or something like that. So I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start helping other people. Yeah, you know what? I'm with you on that. I'm trying it out. I've got like seven different decks of stuff. And, oh. You got a listener. uh, Go ahead. Go ahead, caller. Uh, Hello. Hi. This is Jessica from Wisconsin. Uh, Hi, Hi. Jess. How you doing? Hi, Jessica. Hi, Chris. Hi, Tim. Hi, Chip. Hi, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great to hear from you. Oh, yes. Um, everything's 
I'm back home from the yeah. surgery for my oh, yeah. parents. Oh, good. How's it? How's everything going? I understood it, it went successfully, but how are you doing? I am slowly getting better. I'm slowly getting better. Um, I think not driving is the <laughs> worst for me right now. <laughs> uh, you know what? If it's any consolation, I'm not driving, and you know there are benefits to it. Nobody's yeah. gonna nobody's gonna hit my car. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, always the right side. So I'm glad that you called in. So, but other than that, Jessica, how have you been? I mean, have you been relaxing, like I told you on the on Michael's show, or you've been just taking it easy, or how how are things going for you? Um, it's okay. So right after when I was discharged, I went to my parents, and uh, I think the night that I talked to you, Chris. I started feeling kind of, I thought it was allergies, but I started feeling kind of sick, you know, stuffy. Well, that weekend, I ended up getting pneumonia. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Oh, you poor thing. Wow. So, I ended up going to the doctor Monday. He had put me on antibiotics and inhalers and... Um, some medication called Predazone, and I'd say about mm, Thursday, that Thursday, like a week, I felt pretty good, you know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm getting over the hump, you know, and unfortunately, I gave it to my mom, oh, the cold, that <laughs> and then uh, Monday, yesterday, I came home, because I was like, okay, yeah, I think I can do this on my own, you know. Of course, you know, I have the TV dinners, which is not good for you, but it's all right. (laughs) And I'm just kind of relaxing, making sure I'm not overdoing it. Like you said, Chris, that I need to relax. Yeah, and you know what? You should take it easy because I know, is it snowing up there right now? um, No, not yet. Well, you better stay. You better stay indoors, you know, because I know that you're on antibiotics, and this is a time when people get really sick with the allergies. Sure. Um, just you know, just take care of yourself. And I'm glad that you called in <laughs> because I, because this was just uh, when was it? I messaged him. I don't remember when, but I have to look back at it. Last week, uh, I believe. But it, yeah, I messaged him last week, and this is something different for me, Jessica. And you know how me how I work. I, I, I love helping people and progressing and even Chip have known Chip for a long time too. Uh when did I message you, Chip? Do you remember the first time I messaged you? I don't remember. It's been too oh, long. It was, it was I, been a I long tried, time, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just an honor to always be on different shows and spread the knowledge and hopefully you learned a lot of uh you know, with what we talked about. But maybe it resonated with you, and I just what I feel like you wanted to call in to talk about. But is yeah. there anything you wanted to ask me? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, okay. Um, I too was bullied. Um, they used oh. to call me Cray Baby. Wow. At, at that time, because of what I, I since I was, I can remember, um, as even a baby. My mom said that I was really super sensitive if someone held me, 
I would think if I could pick up their energy, if it's not a good energy, I would like scream and mm. fuss and yell or like really cry wow. really loud. And if it was just my normal like family, my grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, you know, then I was okay. Well, as you grow and stuff, um, too, like I, I would always get messages, get dreams, but I was always felt like I felt everyone's energy. Like mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. pick whoever I want. I could walk in a room still to this day and pick up everyone's energy and I know which one to go to. Mm-hmm. And, so and like a- I would, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Terry. But it's interesting that you mentioned that because, <clears throat> because we, you know, because usually, you know how like certain shows you talk, people think that, you know, we, we plan to talk about this random, everything that we brought up, something to, told me to talk about bullying because I don't know why, I just felt like, I guess my guides are telling me that, you know, people that are probably never heard about me, you know, not just to talk about me about, you know, my gifts and what I do, but to spread knowledge to people. And knowing that now I know that you were bullied, I don't know if you have felt this, but this is what I believe. Like I was telling Tim and Chip that when we get bullied, have you noticed that we succeed more? Mm-hmm. Gives mm-hmm. you motivation. Yeah. And during high school, I had It's, it's people... almost like your motivation. Right. And see, I have a learning disability, okay? And during high school, I I was like, oh, I wanted to go in the medical field. I loved it. I So I had even teachers. I had pe- other family members and people telling me, no, that's too hard. You shouldn't go in the medical field. And, of course, me, I'd be like, uh-uh, I'm going. <clears throat> and I, I got two degrees under my belt, you know, in the wow. medical field. So, like, and I was told, and I knew I had uh, healing through obvious word of mouth, but my hands. And so I knew that I would be good at it. I knew it. I just, it was deep within, you know? <laughs> it was, just, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, but, yeah, the whole bullying situation still to this day. I, you know, uh, social media and stuff, or even outside of social media, you yeah. get bullied. It's like, yeah, and really- you know what? And it's, yeah, and you know what? I'm going to tell y'all something. And I saw this on one of my pages. I was browsing the, the Facebook and it tore me up. I'm going to tell you, and I saw it twice. There was this girl, okay? I can understand. 15, 16, most people, you know, they kill themselves because they're bullying in high school because they're already, they know better. They, these people that bully them, the teenagers should know to stay away from people like that. Well, listen to this. Jessica, listen to Tim and Chip. I want you all to listen to this. This girl was nine years old. Wow. She got bullied, and guess what? She killed herself for it. And she was nine years old. She's an innocent well-being. Why did they do that? And this is what I and this is what I feel for younger people, way younger people. If they're listening, if they're 
if they have their kids listening to this show, they're gonna, I'm going to tell you something. You need to listen to this. When you get bullied <clears throat> and they pick on you and you're younger, way younger than a teenager, what I feel off of that is that they're picking on you because they know or they feel something. I can't pinpoint what it is, but they feel something that they say, okay, you know what, let's pick, keep picking on this little girl, picking on her, picking on her, picking on How do we not know that that girl was not a psychic sensitive? So they knew something about her that they felt like she was going to make a difference in whatever state she was in. I don't recall, remember where. I think that what they're doing, all these mean people are taking out the younger kids because a lot of them are indigo children, psychic mm -hmm. children. And, and I think what they're doing is picking on them because they're going to elevate. They would have elevated. So what I'm thinking is that the, so to speak, devil or evil is trying to take all the younger generation out, you know, because the because all of the light workers were all, you know, speaking, yes, for me, um, I'm older, but the thing is that we're very old souls, but we still have that. We need that continuation of what God has brought on this earth. Mm -hmm. And these are the kids that are young that I feel like they have a purpose and they took that purpose from them. And, and it hurts me to see a little girl kill herself just because she got bullied, but she was still young. But was, she, she was, she bullied, that, was she bullied or was she murdered, Chris? That's that's the big no. Question. She was she, she was she was bullied. And she she was bullied and she killed mm -hmm. herself. Okay. Yeah, she suicided, and she was only nine years old. But then, but then again, I think there was more to it. I think there I was. I I feel awesome. there was more to it than just her killing herself. Yeah. I think there was a a party involved in assisting that murder. See, go Timmy, go Timmy, big son. Something, something just doesn't sit well with me, Chris. No, but but see, but I'm glad that you called Jessica because that really, really touches my heart. That you, I knew that you had something special about you, and and everybody that's listening, I want you to know, Jessica. No matter how much they bully you, even now till you know from little till now, don't change for no one. You be yeah. Jessica, no matter what. You be you. Does. You be oh, yourself. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Jesse, hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I've, I've known you for a while, too. And, you know, there is two things within you that always strikes me and it always uh, elevates me. You know, you've got this this fire and determination in you where you just, well, you know, all the stuff that the world throws at you is not going to break you. Never change And the for no second one. thing that you have that really makes you stand out is this innate sweetness, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thank you, Chip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I've, I've seen all that through time, you know, a, a lot of challenges that life has thrown at you, but your determination is, it, it fascinates me. It motivates me when I get weak, you know? Uh, when yeah. the world when the world beats me down, I think of you and you know how you swim through things. So you are elevating people around you. Maybe that's why they're so threatened because you you seem to be surrounded by a lot of insecure people. <laughs> I, yeah. I've got I've got friends like that, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah. but it's it's you you are evolving in, into this uh, butterfly, you know, mm -hmm. in this kind of this cocoon phase right now. And, you know, uh, the thing about 
post-surgical uh, stuff, you know, I, I mean, some sort of uh, bacterial illness is quite common. Uh, actually, I, and ironically, be thankful it was just pneumonia. It could have been something much worse. So you're, <laughs> oh, you're, yeah. a, you're, you're a fighter. You've got this determination that inspires me. I know it inspires Chris, you know, um, and, yeah, and we're... We're proud of you, really, you know. I'm proud of you, and, I, and even though you know you're going through a lot of uh, healing, but God's going to take care of you, and I'm going to tell you, and I'm not saying discriminating other people, but God takes care of good people. Because mm -hmm. when you give oh, back, thank you. the energy that you give out is what you receive. And so I just want you to know that I'm very proud of you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. I really need you to hear that. I really do. Now, Chris, I I would like, I know you mentioned, and I kind of want, I was told by two other people what uh -huh. I did this, this <coughs> previous um, past life, you know, uh -huh. not, not right now, but the life before, you know, uh -huh. and I want to, and you say you do past, you can do the past life thing, right? Uh-huh. So I was interested on um, what you, what maybe I was. Honestly, to me, you know, in the, uh, oh, the Chris, you're breaking up. You're breaking up a little there. Get out the microphone a Sorry, sorry, I'm talking too much. Um, that I feel like you were that word. Um, I can't think of the word. It's you're a nurturer. You're a nurture healer. You nurture people, and it's funny because with me, I felt like, you know, I've known you for a long time already, but I did feel like you were a nurse in the past life. But you also healed people with your hands, and through your throat chakra. That you have a way of talking to people, and you don't even know this, but you send out like. Like or coming out of your mouth, white light. People can't see. Yeah, like a white light of or coming out of you. So Love. when you speak the truth, you heal them, not just by wow. touch, but by why you, by what you say. And I do feel like you were like you were a nurse, and that you were like a, a person that did healing with uh, with your hands. And it's almost like a, what is that called? Uh, Rika. A Rika or Reiki, a Reiki. Rika master, Reiki, Reiki. Reiki. like yeah. You, yeah, like so. I feel like you did a lot of um, healing through hands. Like you didn't have to touch a person; you would just run your hands over their body. And if you felt like if they had like knee pain, they didn't have to tell you. You would just put your hand over it, and you would say like uh, you would make these humming sounds, or you would say like certain chanting prayers, and you would heal them, and they would just go away. Chris, is and that that's something? Why I feel, is that something she should get? Involved with now in his life, you think? I think she already I think she. I think in a way, I think I think she already has it. It's just that she's got to be in tuned with mm, it. Okay. Because I do feel that even though that's your past, it's still part I, of. I've her. always known that no matter what, that it's still part of you, and you've mm -hmm. always had that with it, with you. But you just bring it into this life that you know of a different that you're a different person with in a different body. So, yeah. yes, I right. think that she could, you can embrace it. And maybe yeah. you might even want to take some. Microphone. Break, break it up again. Yeah, your microphone, Chris. 
issues. Yeah. Or if you don't have to issue, it's just going to come. Sorry. It'll just come naturally, Jessica. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Every time you read me, I get chills. I get, like, I feel the energy. But, oh, my goodness, you're the third person. And I always say threes are usually the one because I was told twice prior to calling in that I was an army nurse in World War One, oh, And I, wow. came, I came back and I couldn't, at that time in high school, I wanted to go back into... Um, into the military and wanted to be a nurse. Mm -hmm. And of course, I had some medical problems way back when, so I got denied. But I still went into the medical field. Mm. And I was told that I died from uh, typhoid fever. And then that's when I connected because when I did my meditation once, um, I see a year and a half ago, I was just, I just started to relax and I saw my third eye um, planes going over, military planes. And I Jessica, was in this. Jessica, stand by. We got another caller. Go ahead, call her with your question for Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, anyways, yeah, so when I saw that, then everything started connected, and wow, thank you, Chris, thank you, Chip, thank you, Tim, You're and I, I'm sorry, it took up too, tight, too much time, <laughs> all right, well, have a yeah. good evening, you guys, hey, Chip, good, tell, good, good, good uh, talking to you, Terry, Terry sends her love, by the way, and uh, <clears throat> just one little quick addition to what Chris said. You know, sometimes there are people on earth that are basically angels and human bodies and suffering is a part of their path. You know, the, the more challenges thrown at you, the stronger your healing ability gets and the further your drive is to carry it on. And you go, girl. We love you. Keep, keep going on that right. path, Jessica. Yeah, uh, thank it. you. Thank you. Love you guys. Yeah, love you too. Uh, pray for Michael. All right. Oh, yeah. Yes, we are. We have been. Good night. Caller, go ahead with your question for or comment for Chris. Me too. Hey, Chris. I know. I heard. I heard about that too. I didn't even. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I've got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, my son okay, is twenty-seven years old. <clears throat> I didn't know if okay. you just heard that, but my son is twenty-seven. He astral projected in his sleep to me the other night. Okay. And he was insistent uh, to take me with him. Um, I was partially asleep and I couldn't astral project. I haven't done it in many, many years. Um, and very insistent. My son does not know or recognize, I should say. He has heard from me that he does it, but he will not recognize that he does it, that he astral projects. And so I'm wondering, because he's never been this insistent when he astral projects to me periodically, mm -hmm. I'm wondering where he was trying to take me because he was like, I've got to show you, Mom. I've got to show you something. Come on, come on. i got to show you something. So... 
I was wondering if you would be able to pick up. Honestly, <clears throat> honestly, the only thing that I got with that is he was going to take you to a place where there was going to be healing involved. And then I'm seeing like a mansion. Yeah, like a mansion. And it, I, and I don't know why, but I'm being told, do you watch movies? Yeah. Okay, do you remember the movie Next Karate with Jackie Chan? Uh, sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> I love. Well, it's, it's what's Jade. It's with, well. It's it's with the Will Smith. His son, Jade Smith. He's 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 older now. But mm. there's this one part, and I don't know why I'm being told to tell you, but in the movie, Jackie Chan takes him to this uh, somewhere in China where he crosses. He goes all the way up these mountains or or this log bridge. He keeps going all the way up, and when he gets to the very t top, he makes the little symbols of the, the between the dark and the light, which is white and dark. But in this perception, I'm being told that that he was going to take you to a place similar to that, to where it was going to do some healing work on you. Oh, how interesting! Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you don't never seen uh, that, if you never seen that movie, you should need to get out of this. Called the next uh, karate. The karate kid, kid right? I believe it's a remake, it and it's not even how old he is. Remake of the karate kid. Yeah. No, it's the remake. Yeah, but it's not. The... We're breaking up We're breaking on us up again, again, brother. You're breaking up, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a very good But if there you're is so much off. light around him that we can't. <laughs> yeah, try shutting the video off, Chris, and see if that works. Yeah, try, try shutting the video. Yeah. While you're watching. I think, I mean, all karate kids, I think the. A lot of people like the first day. It's, it's yeah. Just check it out. Yeah. Can, can, I will can, do that. Thank okay. you. Ca caller, can I ask you a question? Because you yeah, mentioned you, want. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned you used to astral project, correct? Yeah. And your your son came to you while you were in your sleep. If that happens again, do you think it would be possible to tell him, I just can't do it right now. Can you help me? Because I just have the feeling that if you asked him that. You know, I'm telling your subconscious, so you can ask him in your sleep, right? Uh, if if you can't do it, next. can can you can you help me? Because if he's that determined, he'll be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I'll ask him that next time because I've never had him this insistent before. I used he used to astral when he was a baby. Mm -hmm. I kid oh, wow. you not. I, no, we we, we not believe you. Out. Yeah. You, yeah, you're preaching to the choir in this group. <laughs> so you understand, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I will do that because he was he uh, was tugging on me. I wasn't actually asleep. It was I was in because um, uh, I'm a medium and I typically okay. hear a lot of uh, ghosts around me, and I like to have conversations. Which is always interesting. But anyway, as I'm falling asleep and I'm like, go do that elsewhere. Don't be around me while I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. But I was just in that phase of just falling to sleep. And that was when he came to me. 
uh, and started actually pulling on my, not physically on my arm, but on my astral arm, if that makes Mm -hmm. any sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, like some part of me was still connected and wouldn't go. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to work on that. So I'm trying to figure out... (laughs) Uh, what I'm blocking in myself so that I can go back in and do astral travel again, because Mm -hmm. I've never had, well, I've never had him so insistent before. Okay. Well, if it makes any sense to you, because I have some, uh, you know, I'm not a medium per se because I don't have it on all the time, but I get hit with it a lot at certain moments. Okay. My guides are telling me that I should not astral project for whatever reason. I am just not meant to. So maybe you're in the same cycle because you're doing better in your earthly body than you would in your astral at the moment, you know, for your own um, abilities to, to manifest even further, if, if that makes any That's sense. That's an interesting thought. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank so you. that basically yeah. makes him like the knight in shining armor, you know, if you ride with him, you don't have to worry about anything because it's his ride. And because you have that connection from mother to son, you know, he could be yeah. the protective agent so you could see what he needs you to see. Chris, anything to add to that? What Chip just said. Honestly, I do feel that I think he, you say that he hasn't done it in a long time, but I'm being told that he's, I guess, remembering how to do it. If that makes any sense, it's almost like it's bringing a bell. It's like it just comes naturally because it's it comes within your family. So I guess yeah. he doesn't even acknowledge that he's doing it. And I'm being told that when he catches himself, like he's going to be asleep. And when he opens his eyes, he's going to see something floating. But it's going to be his astral body. And I think he's going to get scared. So you're going to you're going to have to find a way to bring it up to him and tell him, you know what, you astral to me. Be careful when you do that because you, you know, we can always travel when we astral project because I can do that too. But the thing is that sometimes you just got to be more careful because maybe he's hasn't done it in a long time, so he's a little bit older. So he's just, I guess, he's just testing himself, like basically saying, you know what, I want to see if I still got it. Yeah, hey, I can do this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like he's, he's, yeah, these kids today, you know. Oh, he used to get bored when he was, you know, a toddler and, and he'd want to go and play and he'd wake me up in the middle of the night. Mama, mama, go play. Let's go play. And I'm like, oh, my God, seriously? <laughs> I never expected that from my kid in the middle of yeah. the night, you know. Yeah. That's so, it. yeah, <laughs> and it was all yeah. astral. <laughs> right. And then uh, now that you mentioned about all this other stuff, Nikki, about him, did mm-hmm. you feel, did you relate to what we were talking about bullying as a child? It's just something that I needed to bring up to you. Yeah, I did. I used to have a lot of. Uh, oh stuff my god! As, as a kid. And I oh feel so god. left out today, man. I know. I feel so left out. See, but it's so weird because that's. It's just so weird because something told me to ask you because it's weird how I'm finding a pattern. It's not just me. It's not Tim, just Tim. It's not just just Jessica. It's not just Nikki. I mean, whoever calls in and talks about, yeah, I was bullied, it makes you think, you know, why does this happen? And 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 then look at the outcomes of how we successful we are in our in our journey. Like I think we gotta have you on again, Chris. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Except, yeah, I feel so left out though, man. <laughs> 
I wasn't bullied. I, I don't belong here, you know. <laughs> but 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 thanks for calling Nikki though. But thanks for validating that because it makes me sit yeah. there and wonder, why does this happen? Why why what is the meaning behind it? But I think you know I don't know if you heard that part about that. Li- I think with that little girl, I mean, it touched my heart. You know yeah. that she's so young, yeah, and I think with, and it just it hurts because I think with all these younger kids. I think they had a purpose, and the people that are bullying them, they know something. So they just want to take out the next generation yeah. to follow through. Yeah, but there's just a song I but called. That, but it's also a power trip for the other person. That's exactly. Well, okay. yeah, you know, yeah. let them have their right. There's a song called The Joke by Brandy Carlisle that I highly recommend to all of you. I'm just saying that out loud, you know. But, uh, I mean, it, but it's bad. You. It's bad enough. I've got to watch Jaden Smith and the Karate Kid now just to keep up. <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. <laughs> but 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 th- well, thank, thanks. But thank thanks. you, Chris. You're welcome, Nikki. And me, we're no. We're probably talking about this later because it's. I'm actually curious about this bullying, and who knows? Maybe I might even talk about it online. I don't know. It's just something that's always been. Why? 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 Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I understand. All right. Thank you much. Thank you. Yeah. Great show, yeah. Hey, we hey we enjoyed talking with you there, Nikki. You know, I think this is it's a blessing. I mean, blessings coming in a come in all sorts of strange ways. You know. This is you know true. what? I fully yeah. agree. And Chip, don't feel left out. Even though you weren't bullied, but even though you weren't bullied, you had a gift. It's just that they didn't see it in you until like you were later. But now the people that probably probably still bully you but you just don't see it in the physical it's more like um spiritual is what i'm being told it's more like people that probably dislike you probably are still bullying you but they're not doing it in the physical form in if that makes any sense. sense yeah it make, makes, yeah. Uh, makes a bit of sense but you know i'm in a place where they just can't touch me you know <laughs> yeah, exactly you're <laughs> the untouchable That's yeah untouchable. in that sense yeah well i got guides that you know uh, keep keep that stuff, uh, you know, it just kind of rubs right off. Yeah. Boy, that was a conversation killer. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but we, but we Sorry, are you bullying people? I shouldn't even be here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> just drink your Red Bull, you'll be all right. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Just drink your Red Bull, you'll be okay. Nah, yeah, I'll be okay. I got my Red Bull, I'm good. <laughs> But 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 thanks for calling, Nikki. It was, it's, and I hope I helped you with your guidance and chip. And then yeah, and hopefully it makes you sense did. with Thank the you. astral projecting. You're welcome. Yeah. All right, talk to you. Yeah, we we like you, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki, for calling in. Great stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's amazing that you know, that's actually like the fourth person Tim that get bullied. That that's just making. I don't know. Let's just have a tip- psychic bully conversation <laughs> today on here. <laughs> hey, hey, just just so you know, I'm here all week. You know, <laughs> just just make sure you tip the waiters and waitresses on your yeah, way out. Yeah, yeah, don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. Oh my lord, <laughs> that was very good, Chris. Yeah. You're, you're wow! Not, you're, Three you're calls, four fine. calls, and last yeah, wow! And, and it, it's awesome. Yeah, indeed. It really makes you think. Sometimes it it just I don't know. It just makes you wonder that the next is that all these younger kids are being taken up because they, you know, these people that are mean, they mm-hmm. know what they're doing. They know what damage they're doing. 
Oh, well, you also got, you know, if you think about it, uh, you know, star seeds and indigo children now, you know, which is a exactly. mm. thing that, you know, that didn't incarnate from this planet. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, the, the way we look at medicine or mental health in the Western culture often gives them labels in addition to being bullied by the people around them, you know. So they've got all these boxes to get out of, and by the time they get out of them, they can feel and sense <laughs> all the dimensions, you know, because it's like, yeah. well, the, you know, it's cocoon to butterfly, basically. Yeah, this. <clears throat> I want to know if, not just gifted, but I'm curious about the paranormal people. Did they get bullied? Hmm, that's something to think about. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Maybe I, someone yeah, will call I, in, you know? Yeah. And in my experience, Rick, you know, and again, because of my very unique thing, you know, starting just before age 21 and my first experience coming from a loving place, almost everybody that I've talked to in the paranormal industry, you know, has come there from some fearful place, you know, something grabbed them in their sleep or, or pushed them or scared them or... Or it was good to them, but somebody they loved who was their role model said, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. You know, it was so they're it really in it to face their fear. And it just became this whole fear machine that is manufactured still <laughs> in, in mass media. But there is love involved, too. Uh, hey. I, I see this when I talk to you, Chris, and, and uh, every time I talk to Timmy. Hey, Chip, can we can we people calling in? There's a lot of love and can elevation we, here. Yeah, can we spread some of that love to Michael? Uh, he's he's very hurt right now with his uh, uh, family, uh, death in his family, and uh, it's, it's really bothering him a lot. So I just want to yeah. reach out to Michael because he's in chat right now. and uh, Oh, is he? Okay. Sending prayers and, and thoughts to him and his family. Yeah. And if Michael's listening, Michael, you know you got my support, and I heard about it through uh, somebody else, so I give you my condolences. Um, and I guess everybody within the radio network give all condolences and love, you know, because you got our support. So if you're listening, you're not alone, buddy. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in fact, I, I think uh, because we do love Michael, you know, Michael's been... A very important part. I've known Michael for a long time. I love him. It's been a very important part of my life and Timmy's life, of course, and, and Chris and and everybody listening because, you know, they were, we're on his network. This is a tremendous loss, loss of a grandson. You know, it's very hard to patch something like that up. But if we can get everybody listening, because we're in a very elevated environment right now. We've got Chris Garcia. We've got Tim Roxbury and, and Chip Reichenthal. And I think we all have this elevated feeling. And, and if we can all focus on that for maybe five seconds and just all feel this elevation toward this uh, very tragic loss of, of Michael's grandson for just a moment. And, you know, pray for the spirit of this young uh, child and pray for Michael. But feel this love and elevation and let that be the main feeling here just for five seconds if we could all do that i think that would be beautiful so why don't we all do that now for for five seconds elevation uh see the beauty in tragedy because there always is a blessing in disguise so feel that blessing and uh pray for the sanctity 
of the spirit of this young child. All right, that's for our, our friend Michael Vera, who we dearly love. <laughs> Jeez. And, you know, uh, yeah, you call us anytime there, Mike. You know, if you want to talk, we're here for you. Definitely here. And God. Good, Chris. In God's name, amen. No, I was going to say in God's name, amen, that, that what Chip said, I said amen. Mm -hmm. so. Amen. <clears throat> amen, indeed. Amen, indeed. We'd like to thank all our beloved listeners for joining in on that because that gives it a real power. And and I hope that takes some of the hurt away. I really do. It's a, it's a tough thing to do, but that's what we ask. That's what we ask, to take some of the hurt away. Yeah, I, I've, I've asked, you know, mm -hmm. friends and family on Facebook if they could pray for Michael and his family, you know, send some positive mm -hmm. healing and energy to him. Yeah, uh, we've done it here, my wife and I. We've done it here. Yeah. All right, tough segue, Derek Tim. <laughs> and that's a, and that's I, a, and that was... Good, that's a, you know what, that's a, you know what, of course, you're breaking up again, bud. For that because yeah. you know um, that's like a beautiful prayer. It's you know a prayer within the word that you said. So I appreciate. It. <laughs> I'm trying not to move. You know that's why I asked you. Remember how I asked you about in case I need to call in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe next time we'll have you call in since you got. I know to there's see all that energy around. It's, you, it's, it's good to now. see. Yeah. yeah, it's good to see our guests and interact. With everybody, when we're on with them, it makes makes us feel more uh, that bar setting type type of feel. Yeah, right. You yeah, so. every, every, everybody's sitting at our table with us, you know, getting in on the conversation. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you know, sure. you know what, and you know, and you know what I'm thinking. What about what Chip said? I think it's just so much energy that it's making the connection go in and out. It's like the energy. It's like so much enlightening that it's very strong. That it's just. The the the, electro, the electrical stuff cannot take our energy. Yeah, yeah, that's why I can't meditate anymore because you know I'd be doing the same thing off the Skype signal. It wouldn't be good for my show or the show with your Debbie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I found a different way to to get in that 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 frame of mind. But but I do see it. I mean, there's just a lot of love in this room, and it's a beautiful thing. And especially because it's the you know seven year anniversary of Supernatural Realm Radio here. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it, it's kind of it's a gift to Timmy too. You know, mm -hmm. who def, def, definitely deserves it. And you know, I'm sorry, guys, that I didn't get bullied. I feel so bad about that. Now. <laughs> I'm sure you do. You're just laughing and having a good time over there. No, you know what I did? I befriended the most feared guy in school, and, you know, no problem. <laughs> that was my way out. I got bullied uh, right up to my senior year, so, I mean, it's... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get bullied, but, you know, it's not yeah. like... Nobody really cared about me. I was just kind of, like, in the middle, you know, <laughs> happy to be in the middle. I'll say above average. I'll, I'll give myself that. You know, just nothing, nothing really to pick on. Yeah. yeah, and you know, this, <clears throat> but it's very interesting about all the subjects that I brought up today with, you know, with everything, the bullying, they just came up. And yeah. and then this is another thing, what I was going to mention. And even though I know you're not 
asking, but this is what I'm with the people that say that our gifts are what I what I want to say is that it's sad how people are very skeptical and when it comes to like their house haunted or something that they have to experience in the paranormal their their mindset is like they don't know who to seek but then when they start looking things up on the internet to google maybe a paranormal team or a psychic you know within the team Mm -hmm. i think that's when everything changes and sometimes tragedy shouldn't happen in order for you to have a psychic in your house i think people should be more Mm open-minded by it uh it's it just i just feel like that's a uh uh, something that I feel that shouldn't be, you shouldn't block out, you know, that God does give people gifts. And I just feel like it's just not right to be so judgmental with people that are empaths and stuff. So, because we we take a lot of BS to begin with, you know, and I just feel like for us helping you, I think people should be more grateful that God does give people uh, other responsibilities so I think with people in the paranormal that never experienced a paranormal and for them to experience something paranormal in order to call a paranormal team or a psychic open your mind and just and just ask for God's guidance and God, God's going to show you that there is other people that are enlightening enlightenment mm-hmm. so just and I don't know what y'all have to say on, you know, on that but I, I just agree. feel like there's so. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, we got to spread that that positive energy out there, mm-hmm. uh, especially when, yeah. when we have a friend uh, who has, has a death in her family. It's very important to yeah. send that healing energy and, and positivity yeah. to them and their family yeah. in a time like yeah. this. Especially. Yeah, and this is, this is also a, a time of year. I mean, we're approaching, you know, the... October 31st, November 1st, you know, this was All Saints Day, really. So, I mean, this is just a time where the veil is exceptionally open. And, um, you know, our our dear friend aside, you know, to address what Chris was talking about, if people feel malevolent presences or something, oftentimes, you know, malevolence is misconstrued, you know. People can not realize how sensitive they are. And pick up the, the, you know, someone in spirit that's suffering, but it's their own suffering. It's not personal to you. Uh, so uh, be yep. open, be open to <coughs> healing. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, for those people who feel that if their life isn't going in the right place, and they must have some negative attachment or demonic entity that's holding them down. Uh, you're taking your personal power away from thinking that way. You are stronger than these things. Mm-hmm. Love is stronger than fear. Michael right. said that's why he hates love so much is because <laughs> is because you know things like this happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. And then you feel broken. Sure, sure. You know, and and it you know and. Look, nobody teaches us how to grieve. And if we're going to go back to that topic, I, I just want to say, you know, um, forgive yourself because you don't know how to. Did you cry enough? Have you cried too much? Are you acting the right way? And it makes the situation worse, you know. Um, so just, you know, 
for forgive yourself for how how much pain you're in and how long it takes. It takes as long as it takes. It's like yeah, you can't be a little bit pregnant, you know. You can't be a little bit in grief. It takes yeah. as long as it takes. People, people Just know tell you, you have yeah. you have our love and support, and we're here for you. We are here for you, brother. I know people will, will probably say, you know, get over it, you know. Yeah, they do. Snap out of it. A lot it. of it's people say so that. Snap out of well, it, get over it. it you yeah. know. But nobody understands the process because there's no textbook yeah. for it. Because everybody's you know? process is different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's process is different. And it's and it's just it's just crazy. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you, Tim, did you get the message? I just sent you a message. Uh, on Skype? So just let me know because I don't know. No, it's, I just sent you a message on Messenger just in case, because I don't know if y'all ever go to break. Uh, we we you, do go to break. Go to we break. Can, let yeah, me know we, if you want me to. We can in case. Cause I wanna, okay, yeah, but, if you want to call in first for the last half hour, that'd be great. Yeah, so I mean, the number that you put on uh, uh, for me to give out is that the number I call? That's the number you call in. Yeah, that's the number you can call in seven two four six zero two two eight two six. You can call call me back and. You know, in about three minutes for the last half hour of the show. That'd be great. Mm. But just let me know when, when the break is, and then I can... Well, we're going to go on break right now for like three minutes. And then, yeah. Hey, gonna... Tim, Timmy, I just got okay. this great idea, brother. What's that? Before you do that, I got this great idea. We should take a break right now. Hey, I got a better <laughs> idea. What do you think, man? I got a better idea, Chip. Okay. I think we're going to go on break. See, why, did, why didn't I think of that, man? <laughs> See, I must be that psychic fine. synchronicity. You know? <laughs> hey, Chip. Yeah? I'll call you back. We're going on break. All right, buddy. Nothing right. but love. All right. Love you. Yeah. Thank you, beloved listeners. We'll be right back. Stay with us. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. I got disconnected from him, so I'm about to call him back here. All right, very good. Are we at, uh, on or at very break still? We are on. We are on. Okay, cool. Well, while you're doing that, I just want to remind our beloved listeners that we indeed welcome you to Supernatural Realm Radio with our great host Tim Roxbury, who is uh, trying to get Chris Garcia back on the line. This has been a beautiful show. Seventh anniversary of Supernatural Realm Radio. That says a lot. <laughs> and, you know, and if anybody does anything of this dedicated for seven years, it really has to be saluted. We do love the FCC. Yeah, you know, if that was one of our guests, I apologize because I couldn't disconnect from you when I called Chris back. But it, it happens. We still have Chris, though, I think, right? I hope yeah, I'm so. Still here. Yeah, see, there he is. All right. So, my question to you about the tarot readings. Or does it even matter right side up and upside down to you when you do readings? Well, I mean, when I do readings, it doesn't go like upside down. I guess it's just, I guess it's just weird because what I use, I use the the new uh, John Holland card, the, the called the psychic tarot. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> so it's, it's it's different from the past. Right, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's not like the writers, yeah. So yeah, it's nothing compared to the writer deck. It's not even. It's completely different than the classic deck. It's all completely different, and the designs are different. The cards okay. are bigger. So I don't that's, have the card okay. to ever do that to me. Yeah, yeah that's when so, Chip. That's when Chip says, "Never mind." <laughs> he uses that deck. I get it. You know. I, I like that. You I use mean, that. so I guess with some people it does go upside down, but when it goes upside down, that means more like a no. Like if you're asking a, a yes or no question, gotcha. it's going to okay. go upside down. So if it means right. if it's going upside down, that means no. If it goes straight up, that means yes. So like if you get the cup of, uh, say you get the uh, the ace of cups and it's just uh, just one big looks like a big cup, mm-hmm. that means that it's a definite yes of what you're asking. Sure. Okay, so that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, I make perfect sense. Yeah, that's like never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got all these. I can do. I got all these different decks. I got archangel cards and I got the uh, teal swans. Uh, you know, so he's got these uh, images that radiate, you know, and they've got, got those. And, and, and you know what I was going to say, Tim, is that I just wanted to say, on behalf of myself, I just wanted to tell you I appreciate that you had me on the show. I love it. I love the energy that you give. Okay. You know, you're a good person. Mm-hmm. I feel very connected to you. Cool. Um, and, of course, Chip, too, I feel connected to both of you, so this is an awesome show, and I appreciate the the honor of being on your show. Uh, we'll have to, to we'll have to have you back on sooner than sooner than later, Chris. Uh, it's, been, it's been an awesome uh, seven year anniversary show. Yeah, right. Even yeah. even with the Skype problems, I mean, it's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we got to hear that lady's voice a few times. So, you know, <laughs> there's always that. I hope she she don't <laughs> take know, my. Just let, me, just let me know when you want me back, and just you know. If you wanted to make it every like Tuesday every month, or I mean, it's up to you. You don't have to, but just give me a heads up like in advance, so like I can see like. Uh, I think we'll have to do it a once. Month. Yeah, I think we'll have to do a once a month thing, Chris. What do you think? I mean, if you want to do it, yeah, I'm good for it. You know, I'm up to it. You know, because you know, with different shows, I feel like you spread different knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's just different. You know, and every show is going to be different. Now. There's never going to be a show that's the same, you know, and then, like, to to help others, you know, if they're calling in to give testimonies or just to give a question and you know, give them, like, a little small reading, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really, you know, it doesn't really bother me. You know, I love what I do. And, yeah, if you want to do it, like, once a month, then I'll be good for it. Just let me know, like, if it's going to be, like, every Tuesday because, you know, how I'm on other shows, too. So, but I think in November and December is kind of just seems kind of like slow so mm-hmm. you can just give me the dates what you have available and then we can go from there and sure. we'll, we'll definitely keep in touch because it's i have you know even though they know this is the second hour but i love the energy mm-hmm. i love the people that called in and the people mm-hmm. that are probably listening it's it's just there's just no words for it it's just it's amazing yeah it, it what's amazing too chris is you have an awesome following and i hope uh, the 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 message that I left on on that on that caller's um, phone, uh, they don't take it too personal because I was trying to disconnect. No, they want. The, I think they're still listening anyway, so, so they get it. 
Probably. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a Skype it's a Skype gods, you know. It's yeah, it happens, uh, you know. It's a, you know, but that's the beauty yeah, of the yeah, show. Yeah, that's the thing too. That uh, somebody had told me something too because they had a different show, and they said I don't like this ugly with Skype. This Skype thing, it's just it's bad. It's like it's not like the way it used to be. Like before, I, people would have to, and, and what's so strange with that is that before, when this, uh, I don't know if there was a second update or a third update of Skype, but the, the way I used to know it was, the way I used to know it is I would add, find the people and they would say, Chris, add me on, on Skype, and I would be able to find them, and then I would be able to send them like a request like Facebook. Mm-hmm. Now I can't even do that. I don't know how people find me like Tim, like the way you request it where it says like accept or deny. I can't do that. I don't know how to add it because how to add people on Skype. So if you want to add me, you have to do it yourself because I don't know how to do it. It's just this upgrade is bad. I, I don't know how right, to add people you, you think they'd make it easier over time. It right? seems like every, <laughs> every update that they do on Skype screws it up. Why can't they go back to the the old Skype, which you can't get no more, when when you don't have no problems with? I'm just yeah. now getting used yeah. to this new Skype thing, and I hate the freaking thing. You know, <laughs> yeah, I hate it. Yeah, and it, yeah, and then what it what it does to your system, like or whatever your surveys or whatever you're using to broadcast, you have to adjust to it. So for you being the host, and how Chip and Michael, I. I give you a lot of respect because I, mean, I know that behind the scenes, y'all deal with a lot of stuff that, like, something that I can't do, like being on radio. Because I've been even, I even had a friend, but I don't know, we don't talk no more, but she said, would you like to be on our network and have your own radio show? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm better off as a guest than being a radio host because <laughs> they have to teach me how to do this and teach me how to do that. I'm pretty sure I'll probably have a good followers, mm-hmm. but the thing is, I, have, I would have to have somebody that has patience to teach me all the electrical stuff that you need in order yeah. to broadcast it. If I need like a microphone and I need all this high-tech stuff, then I don't have it because <laughs> all yeah. I, I would have is just a tablet. That's it. I wouldn't have a microphone. I mean, how would you make your voice come on the mic? You would have to go step-by-step step with me because... Oh, eBay, eBay, brother. You know, I've got a microphone that looks like the old-fashioned radio microphone because I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it picks it's up a every... USB thing, but it works phenomenally. Yeah, and you can always everything. get like a used or refurbished one that's affordable and that works. That you microphone of yours yeah, picks I... up everything under the sun. Yeah, yeah then, well, there's yeah, that too. It's a multi-directional, and oh well, you know. So, but. <laughs> You can't shut the neighbors up, and that's all I can say about that. You know? <laughs> but yeah, but it is, it is crazy, though, know, because, I mean, I, I mean, I had somebody that was willing to have me on their show, but I was thinking to myself, no. I mean, I appreciate the the chance, <clears throat> but if I have my own radio show, what if I need to travel? Then I'm going to need a co-host to say, you know what? I got to go somewhere because I, I can't do the show because I got to go travel somewhere. So I was thinking of the future, and I said, you know what? That's a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. But the way I'm grown and stuff, I said, I might not even have time and you know, to do a show. And how often would I be doing the radio show? So I was thinking about that, too. So I was thinking about the pros, and then I was thinking about the cons, and I'm thinking to myself, this is just, you know, much. listening to y'all, you know, when I saw your camera before the Skype messed up, I was looking at everything I was doing, and I'm thinking, how did they do it? 
Yeah. Well, it says Timmy that does it. Yeah. yeah, Timmy produces next my time, show too because there's stuff over my head also. Yeah. Yeah. Next time we have you on Skype, I'll share screen. I'll show you my my board here. What I gotta what I gotta deal with, but yeah, yeah it's a lot right. to it. Tim Timmy's the man, brother. You know, but yeah, I I need you know I need a producer for my show because that stuff's over my head. I'm still trying. I I almost got it figured out. <clears throat> you know, I may be self-producing yeah. soon, but I'd rather hang out with Tim. You know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of selfish, you know. In a way. And I, I just yeah, love and, so and, much. And and it is crazy because I I know that you're not the first and last to tell me that because people have told me you have an awesome following system, and you I do. guess it's because they see that that you know that I'm not gonna tell Judge them lies and stuff like that. You know, they want to mm -hmm. know the truth. You call me, I'm gonna tell you. You know what you yeah. need to know and what needs. Well, you, around you. you give us all a good name, brother. We've seen a lot of psychics that are manipulative. Hey, know? we're about out of time. Exactly. Yeah, we're about out of time, Chris. And uh, how can people get a hold of you? And uh, I'll be contacting you on. Oh, is that time? Yeah, I'll be contacting uh, you on what? Facebook, and uh, people can uh, go to Supernatural Realm Radio on Facebook to see uh, who our upcoming guests are. Oh, so, yeah. Well, Put that out there. Well, if they want to contact me, they can contact me at a 210-974-3470. Again, 210-974-3470. They can find me on uh, Facebook, Chris Psychic Garcia, or they can email me at uh, garcia187bluelove at gmail.com. Awesome. Yeah. Chris. Chris Psychic Garcia on Facebook. Yeah, as yeah, I said, uh, yeah, as I said, that's I'll be posting. <laughs> I'll be posting the upcoming guest and guests on the Supernatural Realm Radio Facebook page. Um, yep, Supernatural Realm Radio. Yeah, Supernatural Realm. Yeah, Supernatural Realm. Who do you have on on Monday, real quick? I've got a, a guest that we've had here on Supernatural Realm, who I absolutely love. Uh, the Reverend Robin Marie will be joining us. It'll be Monday the 28th, so it's part of the Spookathon on WCETFM. We'll be talking about Halloween, All Hallows, Salem. Boy, she's got a lot of stuff, and she's just this an incredible woman. You know, she's a medium, a reverend. She brings this beautiful presence about her. She's been in the industry a long time, and she makes her a great guest. Reverend Robin Marie on Kindness Beyond the Veil with your host, Jeff and Hey, that's me. <laughs> Every Monday from 7 to 9 p.m., WCETFM at LateNightInTheMidlands.com. Just like Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Supernatural Realm Radio is here. Now in its seventh year this week. So big shout out to uh, our greatest love, Tim Roxbury. And we salute him, uh, you know, for his duration. <laughs> and, and for the listeners, they could find archived uh, segments of this show including tonight's on Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, CastBox, uh, all the great podcast apps. We're also on uh, TalkStream Live. We're on the Paranormal Radio app. Uh, we have a, a account on Blueberry. We're on YouTube. You can listen to the shows dating back from back to uh, 2012 and 2013 on the Supernatural Realm Radio YouTube page. So. Yeah, dating back to the fourth century AD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. You, good friend. Love you, man. Love you. Good night, everybody. God bless, and uh, be sure to tune good in night, Thursday. Everybody. Good night, Chris. Yeah, thanks for listening, man. We love y'all. Good night. <laughs>